Can you please turn your camera on? We're trying to do an audit. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Bowl After Bowl. Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Walk on. Smoke on. I feel stupid now. I've never done a blunt. I do one. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Oh, give it to me. Oh, give it to me. Oh, give it to me. That's right, we're giving it to you, because it is on, like so, Donkey Kong. So on. It's another Tuesday, and where else are you going to be? You're in the bowl. With me, Sir Spencer Wolf of Kansas City. And me, Dame DeLorean. That's right, it is March 29th, 2022, and this is episode 149 Woo! of your Stony show, Bowl After Bowl. Oh, this is a bowling show. This is a bowling show. And so much more. So much more. So much more. Yes, if you uh, take the word of the uh, dudes at Fountain who <laughs> wrote the tweet, like almost like nursing home residents, uh, <laughs> they said uh, that this, they correctly said, wow, my mic is about to fall off of the desk here. They correctly said that uh, this is a show that's more than just about smoking marijuana. <laughs> oh. Which is fantastic. It's true. Yes, it is true. It is uh, accurate. That is a factual statement. Accurate. Um, yeah, imagine my surprise and delight when I uh, logged on and saw, apparently, bowl after bowl, thanks to the bowlers, is uh, the number fifth most boosted podcast. Heck yeah, number fifth. So far in 2022 in Fountain. Woohoo! That's awesome pretty crazy. Is that, man? That's very cool. How awesome is that? Mm, that's some tasty boost bait. So thank you. Thank you everybody for that. Yes. That is some crazy good news to start the show off with. Thank you for the boosts. We appreciate it. Man, you're never uh supposed to admit this on a show, but uh I am tired, man. <laughs> I've been running. It's been a crazy uh week. Stop for the last bowl. I mean, they're always busy weeks, you know, and we start the show off by just being like, time flies, how fast everything's going, how busy we've been, how much stuff we're doing, but, but man, we just had a self-paced week, which meant I was like, not, um, full-timing at, you know, teaching the classes, and, uh, I didn't really feel like I got a bunch of extra time to work on stuff that I wanted to do, you know, Mm. it's like, uh, it's just like, wow, man. It didn't help that the winter weather came back during the week. The winter weather got a little cold. It was very rainy. It rained a lot. Uh, Saturday was the first day that it didn't rain. Maybe Friday, but it was gray and cold. Yeah, it was. And um, of course, you know us, we had new apple projects in our basket. That's right. Because we got these chicks during the last week. We got chicks in the bowl. And then uh, we got a chicken coop. And put that all together. And the coop was just like, uh, I don't know how we got it out of there for that number, first of all. 
Yeah, I feel like they had it marked wrong. It had to be like a wrong sticker, or maybe it was just like there for too long, and it was the last one that I know it was the last one they had at the farm store that we went to. But is this like two tower coop with four nesting boxes? It can hold like five to six hens with its big ass run. Are you all right over there? No, I can't find a cord, but I'll be okay. All right. Goodness gracious. Got a cord down in the bowl. Like lifting up chairs about it. Something else. Something else. They had the $50 off all the coops at the farm store. And uh, this one was stickered at $350. It's this huge coop. Huge. It's like a double tower with a T-run connecting the two towers. And then this, like a stem of the tea coming off into an additional run. So I got that all put together. The girls helped a lot, um, especially Ray. She was very dedicated and into it. Yeah, that was so cool. I knew they wanted to help you, but I figured they would maybe just hold things. Because yeah. they're four and three. Yeah, it was, um, it was a lot more than I expected. I was quite proud. You're also a good teacher, though, and like a good director. Well. With giving, you know, putting, managing, I guess. I do my best. <laughs> I do my best. I don't know how effective I could be at teaching anyone or everyone, but uh, I just try, you know. I try in my own way. I have my own style, and uh, how effective it may or may not be, I don't know. I don't know. I do try. But you got it done. It took all day. Yep. Well, it took, you know, I uh, I don't know. I just had this fever, this coop fever, because it was sitting in the garage for, you know, all week, and I wanted to get it I just wanted to go at it right away when my my dad had to bring it down because uh, it wouldn't fit in our smaller, uh, like, semi-compact sedan. So my dad brought it in his boat, his big-ass boat of a Lincoln Town car. And uh, so he delivered it in the pouring rain, and it kept raining most of the week. You can't go outside and build a coop in the rain. But on Friday, it was beautiful, and so I kind of got started on a put together like one of the towers in the garage one of the towers in the garage which was a start it was a start and then i had to go to a work event and then um got back and of course we had the bulls with buds that's right uh with dan yeah and and a millennial and a millennial uh which we did friday and we also uh abel kirby and i did an abel craft so i got home i put like (laughs) two pieces on the coop did the abel craft Went back out, realized that one of the pieces I put on upside down. So I had to pull that off, flip it around. Because I was like looking at the instructions, looking at the coop, sliding this door, being like, this is not right. I don't know why. I don't know what went wrong. And I finally figured out that I had just kind of inverted the whole panel. So I had to rotate it around, get it back on there. By the time I figured that out, it was time to do the bulls with butts. So I had to stop. But I felt so much better, you know, like... I just couldn't relax with that in my mind. Like, the whole time I was doing Abelcraft, in my mind, I'm like, that door is on wrong. You know? It was uh, like, like so distracted. <laughs> it was like the back of my brain just screaming at me. Yeah, gnawing away. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we wrapped uh, a couple great shows on Friday night. And then Saturday, uh, couldn't start work on the coop right away again because we went to uh, an Agenda meetup uh, put on by Wrong Kind of Podcast and uh, Justin who um, is the main host there of Wrong Kind of Podcast, who sponsored that. It was, um, well, I should say originally it was uh, scheduled to be in 
Uh, ended up moving to Coffeeville, but I'm, my name is blanking on the town. Cherryvale. Yeah, Cherryvale. Yeah, that's it was right. going to be at Cherryvale Lanes. Cherryvale. Uh, there's a little bowling alley in Cherryvale. And uh, the owner of that bowling alley had set up like sponsoring all the games and just like letting us have the place for that night. Uh, but unfortunately, they had like a main breaker out, so they didn't have electricity except for like some emergency electric power, which, by the way, was kind of cool just sitting in like a uh that small uh old school bowling alley like with all the lights off just kind of sitting in there uh that was pretty cool like that was a neat experience especially because it was hot out saturday saturday was like 70 degrees and sunny which was cool yeah it was there was our coop building weather but we had meetups right we had plans and other commitments um yeah so that power wasn't coming back on Nope. And Justin was like, well, shoot, you guys drove all the way out here. You want to go to a different bowling alley? And of course, you know. And we're I, like, hell yeah. We, we haven't bowled since last summer. We bowled at my birthday. Yep. So we were like, you know, yeah, we, we came all this way. We're going <laughs> to definitely bowl and hang out for longer. You know, I can't just like turn around and go you, back. You were sitting in that dark alley with your bowling bag with that look on your face. I'm staying. I'm bowling. <laughs> yeah, I had the need. I had the need to roll some balls. So, uh. Yeah, we just moved it like a half hour further south to Coffeeville, uh, where Justin podcasts out of, where he lives, his hometown, and uh, did some games there. Had a great time. Uh, pretty good turnout. It was probably, yeah. what, like 20 people, I'd say, all together, something like that? At least. And uh, your you boy took home the trophy. Yeah, there was a trophy and a competition for who got the highest combined score of two games, and it was Sir Spencer. I got him. And I had a good, I had a decent first game. It wasn't like, it wasn't like lights out because, you know, I'm, I don't, Rusty. Go to the, I don't go to the lanes anymore, but I was, you know, it was a decent first game for sure. It was like 186. Yep. I rolled, including a turkey somewhere in there. So. Gobble, gobble. I gobble, gobbled, which was uh, worth it, you know, fun, good stuff. And then the second game, I just couldn't find the pocket again. And uh, there was a kid there who had just started a bowling league as well. So he had, he was familiar with those lanes and he was rolling and, uh, he was keeping right up there with me. You know, he was like, yeah, he was like the threat of like, maybe this kid's going to beat me. And then, um, I got that Turkey. And then he was like, he had trouble picking up the 10 and he was just like, bowling is one of those things where, if you are like, I can't pick up the 10, you'll never be able to pick up the 10. And he was just kind of like in that, in that frustration mindset. zone. He was just like, I'm not going to pick, you know. Yep. I'm not going to pick up the 10. And so he kept uh, scooting past it. And the 10 is tough because, especially if you're like left hooking, you've got to be able to approach that gutter and then have your hook take. But your hook either pulls it back too far or you just leave it right into the gutter. So the 10 is a tough one. <laughs> Uh, for the regular right-handed approach with the left hook. But, uh, yeah, what can I say? I uh, got the trophy. You you got it down here now. I for, it, it's, yeah. It's, uh. <laughs> it's I showed dude. your pop, and so it's, n- I can go get it if you want. No, no, that's all right. It's uh, epic. There are, uh, there's a picture on the NOS of it. This is like, dude, hulking out, stepping on a pile of, like, busted pins and a cracked ball. He's, like, tearing his shirt out. And it says, uh. Bolarama champion, yep. WKOP, v, v for v. v. V for V. So, at the end of the day, it's all about the value, baby. 
That's right. Uh, value. Everyone will see a picture of it soon. All about the value. That was a that was a fun time. Have a bowls with buds coming up Friday. That's right. So this Friday's bowls with buds. Uh, Justin will be joining us. Woo-hoo! From wrong kind of podcast. So. so you know that the trophy is going to be the art for that episode. There we go. So we'll incorporate it in. And the chicks were the art for this episode. By the way, that <laughs> yeah, was a cute right. little touch. I saw that today. Thanks saw that so that's enjoyable just an update on the chicks they're all doing great they're pretty stupid because they're chickens and uh they they peck at the wall of their box and not the floor and then one of them jumped and got her leg caught on top of their food feeder thingy my bobber yeah there's a little there's a little she was between the wall and the feeder with one foot up and i just hear Peep, 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 peep. I was like, wow, that's a lot of peeping. And, uh, yeah, so it turns out that that chicken had just, like, jumped. Because they're not flying or anything. You know, just jumped, got her legs up. Very frustrating. I think it was the, um, what do we call it? Like a high-needs chicken. I think it was poopy butt. Maybe. They don't have names, but there's one that's, uh, yeah, we've cleaned her twice. I think it was that one. A high yeah, needs chicken. She, she has been the most high maintenance of them all. High so maintenance. Far. There you go. That's a polite way of saying it. I mean, we all have high needs. Let's be honest. Yeah, we are in the bowl. But so. um, yeah, they have. They've already learned how to jump pretty good, and uh, they'll periodically jump onto the top of that stupid feeder. So, ugh. I don't know, man. I don't either. That's for, yeah, because it's like, what if we weren't here? You know, what if? Yeah. I always wonder. Luckily, you know, with class, you're always right next to them. So they got a babysitter with you. Yeah, but, essentially. Man, I can't wait to get them out into that coop when they're big enough. Just got to put some uh, mesh skirt around there. It shouldn't be too long. Maybe like five to six weeks from now. They'll already be ready. So. Yep. Can't come soon, en- soon enough. But the girls are loving it. And they come down first thing in the morning. I'm going to check on the chicks, okay? All right. And then they come up after a little while. They're doing great. So good. Oh, what else do we have in local us news? Oh, I didn't mention last week because uh, it was pretty fresh, but uh, I'm uh, excited to say I accepted a full-time offer at this teaching gig. So that thing will be continuing for a while, and uh, that thing's cool. Cool. Thing's very good. Uh, yeah, that was fast. Yeah. I thought. That was quick. They wanted to secure you. Yeah, they were, they, uh, they were eager, let's say. Um, and you know, I mean, it was, uh, it's just a perfect storm. I came in just the right time and really been trying to put in the elbow grease. Um, basically been doing, you know, like the extra hour stuff and anyone who needs help, I like virtual sash right away and that kind of thing. So I've been going above and beyond like what I'm the bare minimum is in the, you know, the bare requirements, which I don't know is kind of my thing, I guess. Uh, it's, uh, it can run me ragged, I suppose, on, uh, too long a timeline. So I'm kind of, kind of wondering about all of that, you know? This has been my thought for the last week or two, is like, what, uh, what is the edge? What, where's the cliff there? You know? Am Mm. I, am I too close to it? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the edge is or what to do about, um, I don't know. I have a lot of my projects that I have in mind, and it seems like... Um, I I grab a lot of other people's stuff and just the, it automatically goes right to the front of the line 
And then, you know, I'm like, well, I'll get to my stuff later. I'll get to my, I'll get to redesigning my Bull After Bull website eventually. I'll get to my clip slit sometime later. And, uh, I really want this stuff. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I've been thinking about this past week is it's like, when will I ever redesign Bull After Bull? I've been talking about it for so long. I really want it. I know what I want for the functionality. I know what I want it to do. Um, but then it's just like this deadline hits and I'm just crank another show out this deadline hits i just go to another meetup this deadline hits it's like uh, i don't know it's something that i really have i'm trying to step back and try to make sure that i carve out some time for my projects man yep i really uh i'm really trying to be mindful about that in the next month because i wanted to be testing clips like uh right now yesterday now. now i do want to say thank you to c dubs who pointed me uh to a pretty cool library that i've been looking at that uh uh, and of course I didn't write it down. So now, and I'm not on the right machine that I develop on, so I can't just pull it up easily. Uh, but that's what's going to allow me to really uh, read and write and manipulate the the audio like I want to. So I'm ex- I'm excited about that. Heck yeah, man. It's all time management. Oh yes. FFmpeg was the, uh, was the library that I'm thinking of. Thank you. C dubs specifically, uh, zabe.ffmpeg.net so that's going to be pretty awesome pretty awesome i think that that's kind of the breakthrough i needed to be able to write the audio in so now i just have to you know crank that out on my uh my little spare times but i'm going to carve out uh i think these i think i want to just carve out two hour blocks each day where i'm just like i have two hours that i'm doing that every day until it's done and that way yeah but boom uh i like that we're also going to carve out a couple hours tomorrow because we're going to do a little abs in a six pack action. That's right. Which uh, uh, we did dreams the last time we talked with Chris. Actually, was it might have been two time, times ago. Cause... The last time we talked about babies. Yeah. Which shows you how long it's been. Uh, too long. Way too long. It's like when we f- when we first told everybody we were pregnant with John. That was the last time we were on the show. So. Uh, Dreams Part 2 is what we're going to do. That's right. Which is fantastic because I've been having more dreams lately, or at least remembering more, I don't know. And um, I won't blow all of my dream stuff right now, but I did promise to <laughs> tell the story of the recent dream I had uh, where Christopher Battles was in my dream. Can you believe that? Yes. I had a dream uh, and Christopher Battles was in it. And it was one of those dreams that you have like in the morning that eventually ends up waking you up or you have like right before you wake up and man, I took some notes on it. I don't want to want to pull that. Cause if I have like a vivid or a, rem, a very memorable dream, I want to always like uh, write as much down about it as I can. And uh, wow. Okay. I wrote down a different dream. That's cool. Cause I can remember this one fine. So basically I'm riding in this uh, mini Cooper and Christopher Battles is driving it. And it's like a stick shift mini, okay? And we're like driving down this highway in downtown KC. It's like more buildings than actually KC has, and they're taller and bigger for some reason. I don't know. And we're on this stretch of highway that goes like up, up into the air, like ridiculously (laughs) high. And it's a thin piece of highway. So there's like no guardrails. There's no nothing. It's almost like a Hot Wheels track, really. Only road, okay? And this road goes up into a tunnel at 
the t- near the top of the skyscraper. And I don't think anything of it. It's just kind of like, I just feel like I'm riding along. <coughs> Christopher Battles is driving. There's nothing like uh, weird or anything about it. It just kind of is one of those th- parts where you're in a dream and uh, everything is like, oh, this yeah, is, just this driving. Is, it's nothing abnormal. And then he drifts kind of to the right of the road and he's <laughs> drifting further to the right. And he just kind of like, just gently but surely goes right off of the right side of the road. <laughs> oh my gosh. Into the air. And it's just and he just goes, Oh no. <laughs> just like that. He just goes, Oh no. And then we're plummeting. We're just plummeting toward the ground. <laughs> oh, no. And I like look out the side window at the ground as it's like and I'm feeling the G's. I'm just feeling the G's. It's just like you're fall you're free falling and I'm feeling it. It's like intense, you know. And then I like look up at Christopher. And then I look back out the window and I'm just like shaking my head like I didn't say anything out loud. I'm just thinking like, well, I'm we're definitely going to die. <laughs> you know, like there's no way out of this. Like we're going to die. And so I just like, I don't know, I buckled my seatbelt for some reason while we're falling. I'm just like, well, I guess if there's any chance we don't die, I, because we buckled my seatbelt, I don't know. And then my last thought was just like, I guess this is what it means to stay dangerous. <laughs> And then I woke up like right before it crashed. Yeah. Oh, and oh, it was one of those boy. it was one of those wake ups where you just like totally relief. You just like sigh a big sigh of relief and just like oof. But dude, I was just uh it's like you know at the end of Toy Story Three where they all just like hold hands and face the fire and they're like accept their fate. You know, they accept their inevitable death. Um that's the yep. that's the one. Dreams are wild, but you never hit the ground, huh? You woke never up hit the ground. I woke up yeah. before we hit the ground. No, it's crazy though, because like I was imagining like it happening. Yeah, like, of course, because you, know, you see it coming. Yeah, we'll get more into it tomorrow night. Yeah, I don't want to go sir seat sitter. I don't want to go tell all my dreams here and then have nothing to tell there. But I will retell because I got to tell Chris that story. Heck yeah! And uh, but I also promised to Christopher Battles that I would tell a story. Yeah, because I saw on the NOS. You hinted at something, and then he replied with, oh, no, he that killed me. Because, okay, you have this dream, and you roll over in bed, and you're wide-eyed. You're like, I just had the wildest dream. And I looked at you, and I was like, tell me. And you did, and it was just like that. Oh, that was so funny. I know. He toots me, oh, no, when I he hears that I had a dream. And that's literally only thing he said <laughs> in my dream was, oh, no. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is going on? Um... Yeah, fantastic. Something, something in the air, man. So, uh, abs in the six pack. Listen live tomorrow night. I think eight uh, central is when we're gonna go do it. Yeah, let's uh, do it. We're gonna do that. We're gonna do that. So, yeah, always doing something. Always doing something. Uh, congrats to Mountain J, by the way, for becoming a Missourian. She pick, picked up the keys to her new Missouri residence. Yeah, earlier she, today. She so. said it was her thirty third move. Yes. She did mention that. So, welcome to Missouri. Let's get Missouri smashed sometime. Uh, lastly, last programming note I have. Um, Ablecraft, this Friday, we're going to do an extra. We've been doing every other week. Uh, we're going to do a special episode on Friday because we're going to be launching a Painter's Story. So that thing is going to get wrapped up and delivered uh, by the end of the week. And Hell yeah. We'll be talking about it on Friday. It'll be a fun time, excellent time. So 
Uh, fun stuff there. Fun stuff there. Oh, I guess I have one more thing, which is the banner was submitted for the value for value table that we're going to be doing. Uh, Bitcoin block party, April 24th. It's going to be off the chain. It's going to also be on the chain. It's going to be both of the chain, both sides of the chain. Uh, all vendors exclusively vending in Bitcoin only. Yes. I just got my confirmation email about it. Very tight. Oh, and we'll have to work on a promo, by the way, too, uh, for this Sunday's No Agenda show, because March 10th, excuse me, April 10th, <laughs> it is March, silly. April 10th is the next KC Bit, uh, the KC No Agenda meetup. It'll be the first KC No Agenda meetup of the year. Uh, be a barbecue cookout, and uh, I want to say Lenexa this time. Um, but yes, I'm going to be smoking up. I'm going to be smoking up a big pork butt. Yeah, over on the Kansas side again this time. And um, it's going to be a fantastic time. Everyone's going to bring some kind of a dish. So if you're within uh, Mosey and distance of the KC area, you're going to want to definitely come to that one. Every time we get together and do uh, the food and, um, the, you know, the barbecue cook-off, all that kind of stuff, it's always a fantastic time. Yes. Too much food to possibly eat. Uh, at com, you can RSVP and you can also sign up for, to bring food so Dame Blackhammer has that uh, sign up dealio going yes that is the true end the true end of All the, caught uh, up. the programming notes thank goodness and uh, we of course always like to get into thanking people pretty early because uh, you know this this podcast is value for value we carry the torch of value for value as kind of pioneered by uh, no Agenda, the show that we all know and love and uh, birthed many of our interest in podcasting in general. So uh, what does that mean? Well, that means that this is a digitally downloadable product that doesn't have a paywall. That means you can listen to it many times as you want for free up front. We don't charge you to get to the product. We also don't blast you with some dumbass advertisement for boner pills or underwear or whatever the hell they're selling nowadays. Uh, on those other shows that you hate so much. Scams. We just say stuff and we talk about the community and we promote uh, love and value and kindness and generosity. And uh, we put it all with love into the bowl. We pack it each Tuesday night with love and we hand it to you. And we ask that you take some time and just think about what value you might get out of the show. It might be none, which, you know. There's a lot of things I do in my life, too, that I don't really get any value out of. That's fine. It's understandable. But uh, we also find that many people find they do get a lot of value out of the show. And if you're one of those people, just think about what that value is and uh, what way you could return that value to not just us, uh, the show, but uh, the bowlers in general in the larger community that this thing has represented. So... Uh, there's a lot of ways to do that. The simplest one, we'd say, pass the bowl. Just tell a friend about it. Say, hey, listen to this shit. You might find it funny. You might find it entertaining. This is what I do with my Tuesday nights. Uh, another great way is to participate vocally by leaving a voicemail. It's super easy. Every week we have a first time I ever topic. And this week, the first time I ever topic is the first time I ever lost my shit at work. That's right. So, uh, all you got to do if you want to participate is pick up your phone and call 816 607 3 
right 816-607-3663 we also accept uh sms picture messages and uh, i guess mms would be a picture message or sms texts if you're voice shy or whatever you know maybe uh you lost your voice uh from screaming too loud at uh, metal karaoke night yeah, a lot of different things could happen where you might not be able to leave a voicemail and so you can always text the bull as well uh those work just as good just as good. And then we'll read them in our voices, which we have not lost at the moment. Um, so that's kind of how you can contribute time and talent in the sense of value. Uh, there are also many different clever ways to give treasure. Uh, the one thing that I haven't mentioned in ages, but still is relevant, although uh, not so easy, I guess, or not so, uh, I don't know. Uh, it's it's kind of low impact, but we have always been a Brave verified creator. And if you use the Brave browser, uh, there's this thing called Brave Rewards where they like passively send you ads and shitcoin at the same time. Uh, BAT, I think they call theirs. And then there's this little Delta logo and any site that you go on who is also a Brave verified creator, you can click on that logo and you can send a tip. And we've been on that tip for quite a while. So if you go to bullafterbull.com and you use Brave, and you just happen to have that lying around, that's one of the places that you can uh, actually use that. So, I don't know. It's not one of the most exciting or useful implementations, but uh, I use Brave as one of my regular daily driver browsers. So, you know, that's one option. And uh, like I said, we've we've, we've had that activated for so long that I might as well mention it. You know, it's one of the things. But something that's... Much more exciting going on is this whole podcasting 2.0 thing. I don't know if you might have heard of it if you listen to the show. Uh, but Fifth on Fountain, that's incredible. And uh, I was seeing in the chat earlier scrolling along that uh, lots of our other friends are in the top 20 of uh, Fountain. Yeah, Behind the Schemes, Behind the Hog Schemes, Story. Hog Story. Um, Woo! Rare Encounter, was that, was that in there? Yeah. Um, all of us take these boosts, baby. We've got and, the value uh, rocking. That's right. The bowl after bowl guys are pushing the value for value so hard. So hard. So uh, that's a really great way to send directly interactive value. We got the chat bot rocking that will uh, relay your boostagram right away. And uh, let's read some boostagram, shall we? Yes, we shall. We shall, we shall. Um, come on, trying to go back. Here we go. Uh, Cotton Gin started us off tonight. Woo, Cotton Gin! With a 33-33 boost. Thank you. And uh, he says, hey, nice live item. Ew. As we all know, live is lit. And uh, we are rocking the live item tag. That's right. We had a past boost that we missed. Oh, that's correct. Thank you for reminding me. I'm going to have to scroll back to find that. Mm-hmm. But it was a Nice chunky chunk of sats. Where is it? Where is it? Maybe I can search it. There it is. Five days ago. Uh, 49,500 sats. Woo! Uh, oh my God. Coming from Dr. Dub. All right. Thanks, Dr. Dub. Dr. Dub says, go music 2.0 from Dr. Dub. Five days ago. So thank you, Dr. Dub. That's that awesome. A, it's a big chunk. Big chunk. So we appreciate that. Um, yeah, thanks again for reminding me. Goodness gracious. Uh, we also 
by the way, had a Bitcoin boost through Cash App from uh, Justin of KOPN. Uh, w- <laughs> WKOP, God damn it. KOPN. Uh, I've never done community radio, can you tell? Uh, WKOP, he boosted us, uh, but it wasn't a boost. I guess that's a, uh, you'd call that a Cash App Bitcoin donation. So some people on the Cash App. Oh. And uh, hashtag Wolf of KC can get you in there. There's, uh, there's lots of ways. Like I'm saying, we, we're clever. We have many, uh, many entry holes. Yeah, we'll take in, your value into the bowl. There's many bowl holes. Thanks, Justin. Uh, forty-two sixty-nine sats from Harv Hat who boosted through Curiocaster to the live tag. I should mention Cotton Gin boosted from Boost CLI. Um, and yes, Ooh. Harv Hat forty-two sixty-nine. It's a great. Hey-o. Great little combination of numbers. 69! 69, dudes! Uh, from Podfriend, 8888, from Abel Kirby. Yeah, thanks, Abel Kirby. It's his calling card. It's a row of eights. And he says, thank you for accepting my boost. Well, you're quite welcome, Abel Kirby. It's my pleasure. It's our pleasure, I should say. Can I speak on your behalf? Yeah, you usually do. It's fine. And uh, say that it was our pleasure. It was our uh both of our pleasures. Three, two, one from C Dubs boosting from Boost CLI, and he's boosting the live item, and he says boost. Yeah, C Dubs, thank you. Appreciate you. Oh man, you should have boosted. He did boost. Uh, by the way, I should mention that Boost CLI and CurioCaster still, as of now, are the only two apps uh, that allow you to boost a live item. So you guys kick ass, uh, C Dubs and Stephen B. And uh, the other app should really get on this live item kick, because live is lit. We all know it. We all know it. And by the way, if you're podcasting and you want to get on the live item, get at your boy. There's more shows coming online every time. Uh, Behind the Schemes just did it uh, on Sunday, so now they're going live item tag. Yeah, they're rocking with it. Woo! And uh, running with scissors. It's not really that dangerous. That's just a myth. It's just a myth. Uh, 77, 77 from Booberry in, in the Fountain app. Thanks, boobs. And uh, he says, those are rookie numbers. Boost them, bitch. <laughs> Boost me, bitch. All joking aside, that's fucking lit. Also, can you tag people at Sir Spencer at no agenda dot, Oh, at Sir Spencer at no agenda social dot com at Lorian at no agenda social dot com. I believe that you can tag people. Uh, yeah. And oh, it worked. yeah. Uh, via Boost Bot, which is another C-Dubs project because... He's like the hardest working man in uh, in uh, podcast lightning, it seems. Definitely one of them. Um, there's a lot of busy bees in that world. And I just like look up to them and wipe the sweat off my brow and wonder how they do it. And he's definitely one of them. And yeah, it worked. It worked, boobs. So you can type somebody's clever little uh, no agenda social tag into your boost message. And they'll be tagged in, in the Fediverse. So all this stuff is uh, coming together and interacting with each other. Uh, Tin Tin from Boost CLI from uh, the man himself, C-Dubs, who has the little man with his arms in the air like he just don't care. That's his whole message, so love it. Uh, 8888 from Carolyn. Yeah, Carolyn. Thank you. Oh, my goodness gracious. That's the... uh, Carolyn, thank you, darling. That was a <laughs> that was a full octave lower. Good God, she says. OMG, our shows are in the top twenty most supported by Fountain. Too cool for school. Love you, bowlers. So proud of everyone. Yes. Yeah. Epic. Yes, we are all growing uh, in Fountain. And by the way, this is why I 
um, I kind of, you know, make it a point to put the the value for value segment first, uh, not first first, but it, toward the beginning of the show, definitely in the first half of the show, and just I try to be really honest and transparent about like what we're doing here and what what it all means. What does value mean, and what does value for value mean? What are you putting in and getting out? And just uh, it's just something that you should think about. And it doesn't have to be this like awkward lecture or begging or anything. It's just yeah. This is how our culture works. This is how we do it. This is how we support one another and uh, treat each other with love and respect like adults. And uh, we don't have to trick you or sell you something or make you do something. We just we just literally lay it out, and it's so easy and it's so free and. Um, I just am humbled really to be a, a little piece of it. We're all kind of driving this together and the, especially this little like boost and sats part that's come about in the past year has just been such a wild, awesome ride, you know? So yeah. thank you for that, Carolyn. And thanks for being in the car driving around. Um, Servo, he's got the, uh, smiley face side eyes guy. It's, I don't know if you're in the bowl in the chat. You'd be seeing this thing coming through, uh, which, by the way, did work fine in IRC. It passed right through boost after boost, uh, relayed the message perfectly with the uh, boost IRC that C Dubs also wrote. This guy, uh, and by the way, there's a lot of guys uh, helping work and test and perfect guys like Servo, Cotton Gin, Harv Hat. Um, and you're right, every time I try to list people off, you're like, you're gonna forget people, and I always end up and then you feel people. bad, and I feel stupid, but uh. There's just so many, it's like, this is the beautiful thing about open source and about community projects and about, um, it's just bigger than any one person, you know, it's this, it's this family really that we have. It's like a digital decentralized family, which is fucking mind blowing. And the future's bright because of this stuff. One, two, three, four, five sats from net Ned who says, bok, bok, chicken boosting. <laughs> Woo! Actually, he said, bok, bok, chicken booting. Ooh, thanks net Ned. I think he's chicken boosting. But he might be chicken booting too. He, he put on his shit kickers earlier in the <laughs> Don't chat. Don't boot so. my chicken. Oh, sometimes I need a little booting off of the feeder. Well, yeah, you can boot him off the feeder because that shit's ridiculous. Uh, and finally, to wrap things up, eleven eleven from Lavish just a minute ago. Aw, thanks, Lavish. Who says sweat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, very sweaty boost. Thank you, sir. I appreciate all of your values for values. Uh. And then another way that you can send value to the bull, uh, which I don't want to diminish because it also kind of helps us with recurring uh, bills that are set up through the PayPal, uh, you can go to bullafterbull.com and click on donate like this lovely person did. Let's see what we have. We have, oh yes, the monthly stonation from our friend Fletcher. Spark one up. Thanks, Fletcher. Came in with uh, his monthly 420 stonation. We very much appreciate that. We also had ten doll hairs from the lovely Princess Phoenix. Oh, thanks, Phoenix. Who sends a coffee emoji and says, Phone boy and I love you both and wanted to pass the bowl from the Lotus Podcast to y'all from our pod to yours. Mwah heart emoji to close it out. Oh, we love you guys. Much love. Yes, you can check out uh the Lotus Podcast on Saturdays. They have a chat as well. Pound uh Lotus Pod. In the irc.zeronode.net chat server that we all know and love, all of our no agenda freaks, 
who are kicking it on various channels in that server all the time. All the damn time. All the, the whole time. time. The whole time. Wowie zowie. Well, I would give you some sort of, uh, I don't know, like a... Arting! Arting! But uh, I kind of I kind of blew my shit stain load. Oh yeah. In that number five most boost on fountain, I yeah, obviously well. wanted to pump that, and you know we've uh, that's very hype and very awesome. Oh, uh, but that pew by the way was eighty eight eighty eight from Abel Kirby and Pod Friend, who by the way, um, Abel Kirby has told me he has uh, gone Pod Friend exclusive. Uh, oh. For his uh, listening and boosting. Um, activities at least uh until further notice so yes he says you wear a disguise to look like human guys but you're not a man you're a chicken boo just letting that sink in yes <laughs> you're a chicken boo uh yeah i wanted to say you know the banner design and plug the bitcoin meetup which is going to be awesome i did also want to say i'm going to be uh hawking some of that uh that um novella from M. Andrew Jones. That's right. We just got a bunch of copies of metal in the mail. They arrived safe and sound for the sh- the Bitcoin block party. That's right. So I will have some regular copies and I'll also have some signed copies available for Bitcoin at the Bitcoin block party. So there's another thing. Uh, also, uh, Kyron of Mere Mortals uh, got in contact with me via Boost and Asked me for a high-res image of that banner so that they could promote it as well. Uh, I don't think he'll be able to make the long trek from Australia to the Bitcoin block party, but um, he can kind of show everyone the the banner that they're on. The gents look great with their new t-shirts and their new logo. Took a nice photo, so uh, they are on the banner. They're on the banner. Just going to be preaching value for value and um, all sorts of the different ways you can do it all the digital uh, the digital content that you can offer in a value for value way streaming payments over lightning so podcasts obviously are the fastest adopted and uh biggest use case right now but uh abel kirby and i did uh as our project abel and the wolf we put an album out on the same uh sort of system stay a while which you can find at uh, abelandthewolf.com and uh there's other music now that has come forth in a similar fashion, in fact, uh, our good friend the doctor, who boosted us earlier, Doctor Dub, um, has a few albums that he has just recently put out, including Peace Pieces um, is one of them that oh, I can cool. remember off the top of my head. Um, and we, I'll, I will have more to say about that on uh, on Abelcraft coming up. But yeah, good stuff, good stuff happening. And then of course, uh, gaming. We want to talk about. Uh, gaming value for value and hopefully we'll have a use case to present uh as painter story yes uh, to, to just have another kind of feather in our cap as far as what can be done what can be offered but really uh the the possibilities are only as limited as your imagination when it comes to this stuff if it's digital content then it can be uh put out there value for value that's right value for value man that's a lifestyle absolutely I love it Absolutely. So that's my shit stain. I kept it short this week. Uh, any any other f- further delving is just, uh, I don't think, necessary this week. But we don't get the full jingle. That's right. Ugh. All right. That's right. Well, yeah, well, we just played your favorite part of it anyway. Yeah. But, you know, this podcast tends to make people really want to build a node. All right. Arting! Arting! Cooking! Shit stain! 
Ah, thank you. That's much better. Well, uh, day 33 of the alleged Russian invasion came and went. And, you know, I don't know if this has always been this way or if it's a recent times thing, but the media counts days that new narratives start. So, like, would the, uh, would the coof, the scamdemic, you know, they were like, it's day 87. It's day 123 of the coof. I'm just like, what is up with this counting days since the narrative starts? And uh, here we are. Uh, day 33 came and went. It was a momentous moment. Lots of outlets picked it up. I mean, it was all over the place. I didn't hear about any of the other days, but all of a sudden it's day 33. So I seen that. Then... In Los Angeles County, exciting news, gas prices dipped for the first time in 33 days, which did not align with the 33rd day of the alleged Russian invasion. It occurred on the 32nd day, the oh, day before. Just missed. Just missed. But there's still a 33 in there. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, you know, we saw some good gas prices when we were driving around this weekend. Yeah. I think it saw down to 351. Yeah, I think so. Mm. Can't believe I'm saying good gas prices and it's over three dollars. Yeah, those are not <sighs> good. Those numbers are not good. These numbers suck. There's nothing good about. But that. right now in Kansas City, it's like three seventy one. Mm hmm. Yeah. By the dips. By the dip. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine what gas is uh, around your area. Mm mm. No, probably not seeing. The I don't want to look in the coasts. Don't want to look on the coasts. And my final top 333 story this week is that 33 dogs were removed from what they're calling deplorable conditions in Lincoln County, Kansas. Oh, boy. Um, Now, I did appreciate this article because they didn't name and shame the owner um, who was booked for cruelty to animals. And they didn't go into any graphic details. It was just very simply the number of dogs and then a little message uh, from one of the deputies saying... Quote, we understand sometimes the love people have for animals outweigh their abilities to properly care for them. We encourage anyone who may be struggling to properly care for their animals to reach out before the problem becomes much larger than anyone can handle. Fair enough. Big oofs. Big oofs, yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, and it is funny, though. Don't uh, love them like Lenny loved the rabbits. No. No, don't do that. No. All these dogs were alive and... Or you can be adopted now. But they wait until you get that 33rd animal to make a case about it. Right, you notice of course, that? yeah. Yeah, it was like 33 cats, 33 dogs. So if you're at like 30 animals, you know, and you don't have a farm, they're not farm animals, we're talking like cats, dogs, domestic animals, take a breath and figure it out then before you get three more yeah. and you got people knocking on your door, breaking shit down, taking them away. Somehow they know when that 33rd one hits. They do. They do. They're watching. Everybody wants to write it up in the press. That's right. Yeah, they get good boy points then, I guess. And people are still coofing. There were 33 deaths in Saskatchewan to the north. (coughs) Oh, shit. Oh, shit. There were 33 new cases in Tamil Nadu, India, and Mumbai. And then there were two headlines I saw. I mean, it's not very many stories, which is nice, because as far as I can tell, it's over. But, you know, a few lingering stories here. Uh, 33% of kids in the 12 to 14 age group in uh, Madhya Pradesh, India, are vaxxed so far. They just had a big jab campaign 
to pump those numbers up. Um, and finally, Riverside County, California cases increased by 33% in two weeks. So, anyways, let's go behind the curtain. No doubt. Ugh. No doubt. Let's do it. The allergies are starting to come out with Sorry, the spring. Sorry, you caught me off guard. I was like leaning back and then I could stand up and go back. Oh, I know. I was trying to pick you up, but it still wasn't working. No, I, I have weak I'm arms. Yeah. Back now we're back now. here so we can yeah. sit back on our asses again. <laughs> wow, we did not clean up last time. No, no. Rarely. But, you know. At least I found the grinder, though. Yeah, that was awesome. It was a little bit stressful for a second, but I like. But not really. I refused to like let it show because I knew it was all right. Yeah. And uh, paid off, didn't it? Yep. I'm trying to be that way with the lost item right now, but I'm not going to get into it. Okay. What I will get into is that the Moore Act is set for a House vote this week, uh, for the second time in congressional history, and everybody's a buzz about it. Yeah. Yeah. It passed the House in 2020, uh, and of course, died in Senate. And uh, probably the same thing will happen, which is okay. Marijuana Opportunity Reinvestment and Expungement Act. And not crazy about it, <laughs> but we'll see what happens. Is it merely you know? a... Uh... It's a step in the right direction. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, federal politicians talking about weed and everyone getting a buzz about it. I just, I really still don't foresee a lot of federal action, man. No, they can't do anything until 2033. And, uh... I just say that because I've had so many people for so many, for a decade, tell me, like, this is the year and it's going to happen and it's, like, totally sh for sure confirmed. Yeah. And nothing ever fucking happens. I mean, I thought Obama legalized weed. That's right. I mean, I'm pretty sure. That's, that's why we, uh, that's why we even voted Obama, right? Well, that's why I voted for Obama. We can legalize weed. <laughs> that's why a lot of people voted for him. Uh, Your Honor, I would like to plead not guilty on the grounds that Obama legalized weed. <laughs> Wikipedia says weed is still illegal. Uh, but hemp is 50 state legal. Uh, maybe 49, 48, <laughs> 47. Uh, we're down a few. Anyway, in uh, Joe Biden's fiscal year 2023 budget that he sent to Congress yesterday, he blocked Washington, D.C. from legalizing weed sales. Which what? they're not very happy about, as you can imagine. Yeah. No. Uh, and also, uh, the budget stipulates that D.C. cannot use federal funding to start um, safe consumption sites or distribute clean needles, which is a bit hypocritical to what this administration has been pushing recently, I think. You know, with the, like, we just started talking about the safe consumption sites and stuff. And all that funding and yeah, and the free the crack pipes and the you can get naloxone wherever you want. Yeah, yeah, you know, all the the big three for uh, opioid abuse. Oh, I'm sorry because the budget also removes the word abuse from agency names under the Department of Health and Human Services because people don't abuse drugs; they're addicted to drugs, which is a sickness. Well, you know, as long as... It's not their choice to abuse them. I mean, problems are fine, and maybe we can solve problems, or maybe we can fucking completely ignore problems, but as long as we address people using mean words, I think that's the most important fucking thing that we can do. Let's make sure that people aren't using mean words like a bunch of pussy retards. The fucking power people give to words just astounds me It's still. wild, man. Grown-ass people. I blame the boomers, personally. <laughs> Gotta blame someone, right? You fruity boomers. 
My three-year-old even says, sticks and stones will break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Because that's a day one shit. Anyway. Uh, now nah, these boomers, it takes them back to their flashbacks of therapy and shit. You know, oh, they have to like uh, figure out why. Because their mother slapped them too much or didn't slap them enough or something, you know. And then, oh. it, then it comes down to words. And it comes down to words. Yeah, Cotton you don't, Gin. You don't Cotton need... Gin points out there's a bunch of boomers in here. Uh, Cotton Gin is our designated doorman who bounces the boomers as they come in. The boomer bouncer, I see. Cotton Gin in the chat room's going, uh, a bunch of boomers in here. <laughs> God bless you, Cotton Gin. Uh, doing the Lord's work. So He's the boomer remover. <laughs> <laughs> oh god there goes our boomer uh audience sorry no they still love us yeah. i'm just saying don't go to therapy get a podcast i'm just saying the boomers aren't who made us uh number five on fountain okay that's probably true we love you because we have to we love you we love you we do but mm. uh just just chill out on the word stuff man it's gonna be okay the word stuff scroll some fucking 4chan and then come tell me about yeah. mean words Scroll 4chan and calm down. <laughs> uh, anyways, I will say the Dusty Man did keep a separate rider intact to protect the medical cannabis programs in the states from federal intervention. But this is no fucking victory or step in the right direction because this has consistently right. been upheld since 2014. He just kept and the thread from snapping. If he was, Which it uh, could at any time still, you know. If he wanted to play even a little bit cool dude-ish, could have put state-sanctioned recreational businesses in there being protected from the feds, but no, of course not. Not going to make that amendment yet. Not going to pass that through. No way, no way. So, womp womp. Status quo, it must be maintained. That's all. Mm-hmm. That's all you get. There was a good old shoe update this week. Oh? Uh, according to CNN... The U.S. Embassy in Moscow found Brittany Griner in good condition after getting consular access. And uh, the, the wording on her accusation in this article uh, was that uh, she's accused by Russian authorities of smuggling significant amounts of a narcotic substance. Oh, so now I'm like, oh, pot confirmed, pot not confirmed. See, they made it sound at first like that she just had a vape cartridge in her pocket or something yeah right? and they said the cannabis vape so is it like cbd oil is it thc is it cbd is it delta a is it fucking cbg what are we dealing with here well certainly there's like nobody that we could like just outright believe you know? yeah exactly all of this shit is so skewed and you know messed with by the time it reaches our ears man like who knows what's going on man? <laughs> who knows indeed it's a bunch of people on screens, mostly lies and actors. Ugh, I'm not into it. And speaking of lies and actors, uh, there was a, there was an event this weekend, and I pulled a clip from it. And uh, here we go. This was a guy who got an award for a documentary he made called The Queen of Basketball. Here's what he said. One last thing. President Biden, bring Brittany Griner home. Yeah. Bring Brittany Griner home. Yeah, pick her up while you're at the airport. Yeah, just bring her home. Yeah, Good old shoe. Bring him home. I remember a guy who like was pretty good at bringing people back home from all kinds of parts of the world. 
Mm, it wasn't uh, that long ago, was it? Nah, it was it? It seems like so long ago, doesn't it? Well, a lot can get fucked up in a short amount of time, that's for sure. No doubt about that. <sighs> Speaking of which, uh, the DEA sent out a press release this week talking about the steps they're taking to expand access to medication-assisted treatment for opioid addicts, like we talked about. Mm. Opioid abusers, since that word hurts you. Um, (laughs) Beginning this month, practitioners in hospitals and clinics can request an exception that allows them to dispense a three-day supply of buprenorphine or methadone to treat patients with acute withdrawal symptoms. Acute. So is that like I you give them like a fentanyl in the hospital and then you make a joke at them and they're like, oh, shoot, they thought that stuff was really good. We should give them the big three drug so that they don't get it. They don't feel addicted anymore. Possibly. What yeah. is it? And then get them addicted to something else, maybe like methadone or whatever. Some, something more pharmaceutically approved. Of course, you know, in this whole in this whole layout, this whole press release, no mention of weed. Because we've established that's not sanctioned by the people lining their pockets with medicine, money, and all that good stuff. But anyways, the DEA and DHHS are going to conduct some regular outreach to pharmacists and practitioners. Uh, They're increasing the number of mobile methadone treatment facilities. And then, man, my brain just always goes back to that. I can't think of the name of that. That show on Hulu about... Opioids in Appalachia. Remember, it was based on a book. It's like realistic fiction. Oh, it was not yeah, this long yeah. ago. It's uh, dope sick. Dope sick. Yeah. So they're, you know, they're pushing. And the Dusty Man had said this too, pushing the mobile treatment facilities. And you remember they had in that show these characters had to drive a very long way to get their treatment, and it was life saving for them. Well, now you know, you just go around the hood block, and there you go, get your methadone. Yep. I see. There's no problems there that can possibly arise at all. No, of course not. Uh, and also, this started during the COOF that you could get telemedicine prescriptions for those big three drugs. Uh, now that has become permanent. So you don't need to go see a doctor to get your methadone and such. Uh, you can just do it over the phone or the computer. And uh, yeah, you know. These are life-saving medicines, according to the DEA. Yeah, definitely. Safe and effective, I'm sure. Safe and effective. That's the, that's the kicker. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, here's a funny one. The Defense Office of Hearings and Appeals reversed a judge's ruling that a man could receive a security clearance after using weed subsequent to applying. Oh, of course. What? Yeah. Can't trust a hoe. <laughs> It was going to be the thing, and then nope. No, it was never going to be the thing. We have judges to make sure that doesn't happen. Yeah, no. The Fed always gets its way. It always gets what it wants, and it doesn't want weed, so no. (sighs) You can't be a stoner and have security clearance. Come on. That's right, man. Go back to the bowl. You got to be a crackhead. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) No stoners. Uh, Crackheads only. Uh, by the way, 369 from Boober <laughs> just a bit ago. I've never done a Boomer before. I'd do one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, boy. Oh, man. 
So the IRS appears to be ramping up their audits on legal weed businesses after oh, no. uh, after their little COVID lull. Yeah, there was a good article that um, MJ Biz put out this week talking to a bunch of different tax attorneys in Denver, Washington, all across the place, uh, Mass. And um, like the Denver tax attorney said that they received 50 letters in the city alone, which has never been issued before. It's fucking bullshit, man. Yeah, so 50 audits right there, and that's just Denver. Um, and they're broadening their audits to include Form 8300, which is a requirement when you have a cash transaction of $10,000 or more. Um, so companies suddenly have to file that with the agency. I mean, they probably were supposed to, but it's never been, you know. Enforced. Fought. Enforced, Yeah. Um, so these accountants are also going to get your shit in now. <laughs> um, I can feel the fucking evil. An accountant in Washington said they have 500 clients that own cannabis businesses and over the last four years have had zero audits. Suddenly there's a handful. So it seems to be a concerted effort. And, uh, yeah, um, apparently to get more audits in faster the IRS is using remote agents from across state lines instead of doing in-person audits. Neat. Um, so, yeah, they're clearly just trying to get a bunch banged out. Can you please turn your camera on? We're trying to do an audit. Yeah. But, of course, the collection agents are still boots on the ground. And they'll come knocking and get that cash from you or whatever they need. Take your whole business, put a sign in the door, seize it. Yeah. And another accountant noted that from one examiner to another, the audits seem to be wildly inconsistent, which surprise, surprise. Oh, yeah, that's a big, yeah. Federal employees, federal agencies, fucking dinosaurs. You didn't follow proto, buddy. You're done. Yeah. Well, you know, another thing that got under my skin this week was that in Alabama, they celebrated National Poison Prevention Week, which I didn't know. But was the third week of March, uh, established by Congress in 1961. You get the little Mr. Yuck stickers? Yuck, yuck, yuck. You ever have those? No. You don't know Mr. Yuck? Oh, is that the, like, this is poisonous guy and he's, like, vomiting or something? Yeah, Mr. Yuck. <laughs> this guy, see him? Oh, yeah, I see him. I see his green ass. He's I like mean, a green head. guy with his tongue out? Yeah, they gave us these stickers in elementary school. I did, My elementary school didn't give me those. I came home and put it on, like, the peroxide and the bleach and some other stuff. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, man. Don't he's been around this. since the 70s. I think that he's part of what you said. Yeah, probably. That whole campaign. Mm-hmm. 61 is when uh, the National Poison Prevention Week was established. I mean, I only remember, like, fire prevention. They really pummeled that into okay, us. Okay, Mr. Yuck was in 71. The Pittsburgh okay. Poison Center issued the Mr. Yuck sticker. And then he went nationwide over the next few years. Huh. Nope. I missed yeah, out on the stickers. Man. He's got the little 800 number. Did you drink this shit? Call us quick. Poison help. Yuck. Mr. Yuck. Yeah. Well, anyway, so as I was saying, Alabama celebrated the week by demonizing Delta 8. Oh, Mm -hmm. that's not poison. No, it's part of weed. It's a weed part. Yeah, uh, they touted 660 exposure cases, which I think they were six off, personally, from the way that they were handling (laughs) this. Um, They said many of those were unintentional with patients under 18 years old. Think of the children. 
This whole thing is very, very spooky. Lots of hospitalizations, allegedly, for vomiting to hallucination to loss of consciousness. She's like, oh, they fell asleep? Is that what that means? (laughs) Uh, But anyways, here's a little quote from them. Because Delta-8 THC is not found in significant amounts in plants, potentially harmful chemicals are often employed in the manufacturing process used to create more potent concentrations of the substance in these consumer products. The locations in which this manufacturing process take place are often uncontrolled or unsanitary. Mm. I'm spooked. Yeah, because, you know, weed hasn't been illegal for like a century and... People haven't gotten things off the street, out of their backyards, from their dude down the road, not knowing exactly where it was made. I didn't die when I ate the, the D8 gummies, but... Uh, I got lucky this time. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> we got lucky. Yeah, I don't know. I, I remember when, like, the first time I saw a dab, I thought, mm-hmm. oh, concentrates, okay. This is going to be the crack of cannabis. Yeah. You know, because... If you don't understand what's going on, you see it, you're like, holy shit, they're using a the torch and they're heating up like a crack pipe, like a clear glass pipe with some metal on top. Oh, shit. But, you know, everything that you don't understand could be scary. So. Yeah. Oh, well. They're free basin wax. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Weed wax. Why do you need that much weed? No one needs to get that high. <laughs> You'd be surprised. I mean, yeah, yeah, it was, you, you know. They want to save you from yourself, your own mercy to me. That's the problem. Damn nannies. I want to WWF wrestle myself. Hell yeah. Because that's what you do to your own mercy to me. Hello? Well, we were talking about being surprised, and I was surprised this week when I saw that Arkansas for Compassionate Care decided to drop their 2022 legalization effort. Oh. Yeah. Kind of a bummer. That's, yeah. Their plan is to resubmit in 2024 so that they have more time to gather signatures. Um, but there's other proposals in the state duking it out. So, I mean, they might not have to, or they might have to rewrite to undo if something passes. I don't know. Good news, though. Good genuinely news. exciting news was that uh, Cambridge Massive Two Shits City Council voted to repeal their 3% community impact fee on recreational sales. Woo! Yeah. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. Because that is some BS that Massachusetts pulled on cannabis businesses. Well, Taxachusetts, I mean. Taxachusetts, yeah. They don't call it that for nothing. <laughs> yeah. The towns and cities can push a 3% tax on you for no reason other than like, oh, you know, you you sell pot, you're going to be a nuisance for us. We need 3% extra to cover our costs of cops patrolling the area and such. Which is like, you didn't do that for liquor stores. How is this any different? It's not. This is a scamalama ding dong. No doubt. And the worst part is it doesn't seem like any of them have to really prove that they use that money for certain things caused by the dispensaries. <laughs> right. They just get to collect 3% off the top. Yep. For, cause reasons. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And in Hazel Park, Michigan, the city council there unanimously passed a measure to decriminalize psychedelics. 
Oh, cool. Yeah, it was a neat little step in the right direction. Yeah. And uh, broader legalization could be on the November statewide ballot. Let's go. Yeah. Let's fucking go. Let's go. You know who needs to go? Who's that? Is all these... uh, I thought you were going to say Christy Dome. (laughs) Well, I'm not there yet. I don't get there. (laughs) Oh, boy. No, I was going to say these scumbag lobbyists trying to bully Missouri Representative Ron Hicks into capping the number of licenses in his Cannabis Freedom Act. Oh, that's the opposite of freezing. Get with that crap. Take that uh, lobbyist and I give him a... Yeah, and I'll call him out, because he called him out when he talked to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Oh, yeah. Josh Mitchum, the CEO of Clover Cannabis, which no E in there, but the O stayed, so you know what a vowel is, (laughs) Uh, and (laughs) lobbyist Thomas Robbins of Legal Missouri, wouldn't you know, that's Uh, the new approach, yes, yes. and the Missouri Cannabis Trade Association, Uh, yeah, they don't like... Free markets. No, they're the new cartel. They want to run it all. They want to gatekeep. They want to approve licenses. They want crony capitalism. That's right. Well, uh, and they're, of course, backing legal Missouri. Disgusting. They don't want to see any action with this bill passing through. They just want to stop it. And um, the biggest part is that legal Missouri would give the medical license holders first shot at getting recreational licenses right and then it caps everyone else right so it's like oh you guys it's already the thing they got set up and ushered in and gatekeeped on yep and so then they give preferential treatment to their buddies they've already got in it it makes nothing but sense it's totally transparent what they're trying to do yep um and they had a hearing on the bill recently and some audio was leaked by some good old watchdogs and i'm just gonna post it in the show notes because the quality is pretty poor um but it's this lobbyist thomas robbins talking to everyone before the hearing that's going to be speaking out against the cannabis freedom act and he says something to the effect of look at the proponents you'll know them when you see them they look like they're getting out of a clown car and then in comes us the adults in the room sure and i'm just like wow you're a pussy ass bitch. Well, you know it just I mean? it just shows you exactly what they think of us, which is nothing surprising. You know, I know these fuckers don't think of us as you know fully human, fully members of society, or you know, this is classism. Yeah, of you know, course, it's classism. Like NJ Weed Man, you Elitist know, he, snob fuck weeds. Dude. He had his lawsuit and he called it the Caucasian Club. But that's not entirely right because there's plenty of white people who are left out of the game. They're not. You don't get a license because you're white. You get a license because of how much money you throw threw in to someone who's making the decisions beforehand. And there are also people who aren't white who are in these elite circles. Oh yeah, exactly. It's not. You can't draw it on color. No, it's classism classism instead of racism. Classism and elitism. Yep. And so, there's women too, so it's not sexism either. It's the whole big club, and you ain't you ain't in it, shit, you know. Yeah, and fuck them because I don't want to be there. Yeah, in those dark rooms. It's not a club that I would accept membership of. No, exactly. But it's just lame, you know, just lame that. The, and then they show up to his office to talk to him to lobby him with his oh, bill, you oh, know, yeah. and try and wine and dine him, and smile through their teeth at him, and say, you know, you need to put in these caps. And he's like, I'm not so sure I do. But I did. I was kind of bummed. Um, Ron Hicks did say in an interview 
that he's okay with capping cultivation licenses because he thinks that we don't need a surplus. And I'm like, let there be a surplus. Yeah? Yeah. What the hell? I mean, Have you ever heard of a weed surplus? We don't need a surplus. We don't need a deficit. We don't need a cap. We don't need any of this shit, really. Yeah. We don't need prohibition. Right. We definitely don't need but, prohibition. like, the point of it isn't to get a surplus. The point of it is just to open up the market. The point of it's freedom. That's all. Called the Cannabis Freedom Act, for Pete's sake. Yeah, we don't need a surplus. That doesn't really mean that we need caps, either. There's a surplus, there's a price drop, and there's, you know, some businesses that just won't be able to recoup the costs of growing. And that thing that thing corrects on a long enough timeline. That's the beauty of a free market, is it corrects itself. You just don't need to fuck with it. It's basic econ. But none of these fuckers want to play those games because oh, no. they can't, you know, take their cut. Right. They don't live a value-for-value value lifestyle. No, they sure as shit don't. <laughs> They live a leech lifestyle, extracting There's the value of others no anywhere they can and suing where they can't to see if maybe they can. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Mm-hmm. They should be ashamed of themselves, but they feel no shame. Yeah. Uh, and of course, uh, in the roster of people that testified against that bill was dispensary owners, medical dispensary owners, which makes sense since they want the in. They want to stay in the club. Uh, but, you know, we talked about not needing a surplus, but I know someone who does need a surplus of cash. And that is the Nebraska medical activists who have lost two major donors seemingly within a week. One died in a plane crash and the other was diagnosed with a terminal illness and can no longer give. And they were pretty much running the thing. I mean, these people... These act these people, these activists need to pay their signature gatherers to get this thing on the ballot. And it just seems like someone with a little bit more power might be trying to do something to stop them. Um, they've got about 100 days left to get signatures for both of their measures. Uh, and man, Godspeed. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. That really sucks. Really, Two of their major donors. Dead. About to be dead. It really makes you wonder. It sure does. It sure does. And you know who always makes me wonder? You already said the beast's name. South Dakota Governor Christy Noem. She vetoed a bill that would have automatically expunged weed charges and convictions. Uh. She vetoed expungement. Come on, lefties, where's the demonization nationwide? Expungement, social equity, holler, holler. I haven't heard anything about this. I'm like, am I the only one reading this? So the Senate expungement is like the most reasonable step. It's the most easily sense, right? It's the most easily supported bipartisan step in the right direction. This is legal. So what you did isn't a crime under the law. So let's just erase it. That's just messed up. It's messed up. We're gonna roll out. We're gonna uh, begrudgingly accept a quarter of the will of the voters, but you have to remain with a criminal record. Mm It's the most asinine bullshit. And what's more messed up is that the Senate attempted and failed to override the veto. So. That's lame, too. That's lame, too. I mean. Yeah. This should be a should be an issue that Republicans are sympathetic to. But no. 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 They'd rather have people have, you know. Weed's bad. Big ass criminal penalties for for some weed. Yeah. Over some weed. The public is over it, but. Not these power-hungry idiots. Yep. Trust no politician. 
Texas's Supreme Court heard a case challenging the state's smokable hemp manufacturing ban this past week. Um, in August, a lower court determined that the proposed ban was unconstitutional and imposed a permanent injunction, in, injunction, injunction, barring the state from prohibiting the full range of hemp activity. Um, and yeah, it maintained that those products could be lawfully sold if they were manufactured and processed out of state. Pretty weird, considering weird. like, like I understand hemp, fifty state legal allegedly. Okay. But you can't ship weed state over, you know, you can't interstate travel with weed, even if you're two legal states, right? Because then it's federal territory, that crossover. But, we, but we're prohibiting this smokable hemp, but we can order it from our neighbors. Very confusing. Absolutely Don't understand goofy. it. Very goofy. Um, so Texas officials raised this whole thing to the Supreme Court. They finally had the hearings on it. Um. The attorneys expect that the Supreme Court will reach a decision this summer. You know, it's always hurry up and wait. Oh, of course. With all these things. But a uh, small victory last year for Texas, it's worth uh, reminding everyone about, is that a judge ruled regulators uh, were temporarily prohibited from enforcing a ban against the sale of Delta 8 products. Okay. You know, this demonized Delta 8 thing's been going on for a long while. Yep. Because it's THC, you know, you got to demonize all THC. Yeah, of course. And not look into it at all. It's the worst. Learn it's anything. Uh, highly addictive. Oh, yeah. Lethal. Poison, even. I think uh, Governor Caillou Ricketts over there, Crickety Ricketts, he, uh, he knows some teens that OD'd on weed. That's right. You could die after injecting just a single marijuana's. That's right. Yeah. There was a motion to challenge that... Um, enforcement ban for Delta 8 and the Supreme Court denied the motion for the challenge last December. So that was cool. Come on, Texas. Come on, Texas. In Utah, Governor Spencer Cox signed 84 bills this week, including uh, House Bill 385, the Hemp and CBD Amendments, which undoes their state-based hemp regulations and requires farmers to apply for licenses from the USDA. Uh, mm. Mm, indeed. Hmm. That's what mm. I got. Where are we going with this? Okay. As long as there's a license involved. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Got to keep the license. We're just going to put it under federal jurisdiction, I guess. That's <laughs> right. going to end well. Um, Cox also signed a bill that creates a psychedelics task force to, of course, study the therapeutic potential of psychedelics and then report back with some suggestions for law. That never really goes anywhere, it seems like. But, hey, we'll see. Well, um, man, I want to help you study that. There was a bill he signed to protect medical cannabis patients as though they were medical patients at all, you know? <laughs> right. Which, okay, that's good. Um, and then a bill that amended provisions related to the production and distribution of medical weed. So, getting that ball rolling cool. for medical. And my final story behind the curtain is that uh, there was a record number of weed arrests made in Japan last year. Oh, no. Yeah, up 448 from 2020. 5,482 people Damn. arrested for pot. 70% were 20 years old or younger. And Man. the youngest was 14 years old. So they're just fucking these kids' lives up. And they mention in this article, so, like, 
oh, these kids don't think that there's any risk to using pot. <laughs> studies like, show marijuana can be very psychologically addictive. Man, f*** them studies. Yeah, fuck them studies. <laughs> yeah, that's too bad, man. Yeah, too bad that Japan won't get on with weed. I mean, it's just some weed. Free the weed. It's just some weed, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. And now I'm all amped up, and I'm ready for Metal Moment. Metal Moment. Well, yeah. you know we got one. It's the Rev, man. He, he might have a big load, but he just pulls over, records that Metal Moment, gets it in. And he got it in for us tonight, a uh, fresh one. And I think that we're actually going to Spain tonight is what I read on the socials. Oh, yeah. He threatened to take us to Spain last week, and then it ended up not being Spain. So now we're going to go to Spain, I think. We're actually going. In the bowl and in the morning. This here is the Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny with this week's Metal Moment. Since we missed it last week, we're going to check in with Spain's Bourbon Kings this week. This particular song may ring a little true for some of you. It's uh, called Fuck You. strong this week yeah <laughs> all right that felt good to get it just yeah. get it all out didn't it didn't it feel mm-hmm. good just yeah. get it out sending those out. vibes straight to the politician lizards now it's out now it's out it's i out. feel much better feel much yeah better. man there's a thunderstorm outside too right now oh i've been hearing it uh, i'm glad that we haven't uh but i won't say it i'll just knock on the wood man that song tied in perfectly for our f tie tonight yeah that's true that's true uh, bullers have already been calling in, leaving uh, furious voicemails. Uh, we also got a couple of texts in the text line. Ooh. Um, the Rev, of course, saying nearly missed it. Stupid time zones. Yeah, <laughs> stupid time zones indeed. Uh, but you got it in. You got it in plenty of time. Yeah. So we were behind the curtain and, you know, saw that slide into the bull. Kicking yeah. ass as always. Just getting it there. Getting it there. Head of schedule. Under budget. We love you, Rev. Uh, yeah, but the, 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 the F-tie topic, what am I talking about? F-tie. First time I ever lost my shit at work. <laughs> it's a proposition, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, it's a proposition from a caller. A wounded bird held in my hand. The universe and its great plan. A joke, it seems, once was written. Two star-crossed lovers would be smitten. A building passion so hot doth burn. 
Within two hearts that boldly yearn, a day so soon yet far away will be upon us, come what may. I'm gonna come. Nice. The princess. The princess of poems. Phoenix. There you go. Oh, she has a follow-up, uh, perhaps of the F-tie. So this week's F-tie is the first time I lost my shit at work. Oh yeah. Now, I'm not sure if we want to go literal or figurative on this. Oh, so I, I didn't even we'll think of the possibility. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I actually shit myself <laughs> as I was getting out of my truck. I had nothing I could do but let it flow and then go clean it up. Thank oh, God no. we have a shower at our terminal. And, uh, yeah, I was able to grab some clothes and, uh, and clean up the mess. But anyway. Thankfully. As far as losing my shit at work emotionally, uh, that's every fucking day for me, ladies and gentlemen. Uh-oh. I drive a truck out here with a bunch of fucking idiots I that drive four wheelers around me and don't know how the fuck to merge. <laughs> Seriously, people, if you're getting on the highway, get up to fucking speed. Don't make a Phoenix fiery. Definitely. It doesn't go well. Anyway, in the bowl, y'all, I don't really have a good story about losing my shit at work because you've already heard my story when I quit like a fucking boss. Yeah. And the only other time was when I worked at Walmart. And yeah, that's kind of mediocre and y'all don't want to hear about it. So uh, anyways, smoke them if you got them. Love you guys. In the bowl. Phoenix out. In the bowl, Phoenix. In the bowl. Oh, man. Phoenix losing her shit? No, no. She keeps it together, man. That's right. Uh, dude, I eat the same way. When I'm trying to get on the highway, there's this one particular on-ramp <laughs> just outside Liberty City Limits as you're going toward the city where it's like a stoplight to get on, and then it is a long-ass on-ramp, man. It's like probably a half-mile on-ramp, and the interstate speed is 70 miles an hour. And so, yeah, you can go from a stop to 70 miles an hour pretty fast easily in half of a mile but no you get behind some people who are still doing like 50 51 52 as it's time to merge like oh my god just move it just go you have to get up to speed by the time you are on the highway because what if there's a lot of cars they're all gonna be going they're all gonna be going 70 they're not gonna be going 50 you're gonna get hit in the ass yeah it's very frustrating you're gonna be you're gonna get hit in the ass if you're lucky let's just put it that way (laughs) Oh, man. Don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. Let's go as the next caller. I was going to say, what about zipper merges? Oh, don't get me. Next caller. Hey. Hey, Sir Spencer and Dame DeLorean. Hey. It's uh, it's A1 Sauce. A1 Sauce, uh, baby. I first wanted to say that I, uh, last weekend, I was working on a project, and I was, so Saturday night, I was uh, burning the midnight oil. Yeah. Uh, doing a painting thing, and uh, I uh, was doing the live stream on uh, Trollroom.io. Okay. And it was it was bowl after bowl, and you were talking, you were getting balls deep <laughs> into talking about the uh, Lightning Network and and the and the Satoshi's and the streaming, and it was really fascinating. I don't know anything about that stuff, but I felt like I was getting a good lesson and becoming familiarized with it. But uh, so cool. I just wanted to say awesome shows. Thank so you. The first time I ever lost my shit at work. And this is really the only time I've ever lost my shit. As far as I recall, it was midnight working in radiology as a tech. And I used to 
get uh, calls to go to a different hospital to cover imaging requests like x-rays. And it was close to the end of my shift, probably almost 5.30. And uh, I got a, a beeper went off. And I was sitting there at this counter uh, where they have a holding area for patients. And I threw this bottle of whiteout at this wall oh, no. that's next to a CT room. There's a lot of traffic that passes by. And the wall and the bottle of whiteout, the, the, the lid on this thing must have been just super loose. It <laughs> exploded all over this green teal looking wall, white everywhere. So it was so noticeable, this white splat. My coworker started laughing his ass off at me. <laughs> And uh, I went over there immediately, like, started to try to wipe that shit up and just looked like I was smearing it worse and making it bigger. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, dude, can you help me out here? Because you're working with me, too, by the way. And <laughs> there's, somebody's going to notice this unless we hurry up and get this shit cleaned up. So he proceeded to help me. But uh, that was really the only time I really lost it, where I just kind of uncontrollably threw this bottle of white out against the wall because I was irritated <laughs> about having to go to a another hospital to cover is <laughs> ridiculous. My Terrible. behavior was ridiculous. But anyway, first time I ever lost my, my shit. Anyway, great shows, guys. I, I love listening to uh, the, the bowl after bowl and the, and the bowling with bugs. So awesome. end the, uh, in the bowl. Take care, everyone. Bye. Take care. In the bowl. A1 South. A1 South. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's why. That's the whole point of the uh, cocaine shit stain, man. We just uh, we just keep talking about it because you know you get these impressions of like, oh, that's impossible, or oh, he's just spitting out spaghetti verbs, or all this shit, or like, oh, he does like all this shit. I'll never be able to learn. Like, I was an outsider. Okay, this is Dave and Adam's fault that I even used the lightning no the lightning network ever. Before podcasting 2.0, I had never used the Lightning Node or the Lightning Network, let alone a node. Yeah. <laughs> I'd never even made a Lightning transaction, ever. I had Bitcoin from years ago, but I used it for degenerate gambling. I didn't use it as a smart, like, secure, like, money or you anything like that. You didn't even like buy a pizza. No, I didn't do, you know, I just, no. So, we just keep talking about it, man. We're just a bunch of regular-ass people, just some stoners in a circle, talking about it. And the only way we can get better at it is talking about it with each other. So we try to de-intimidify, if I can make up a word on the spot, the whole thing about lightning and Bitcoin and all of that. Because it's like, yeah, there's a lot of it that's just so rabbit holy, like that none of us will ever know every in and out and intricacy, the entire thing, really. But you can know enough to kick some ass and use it and be cool and be fine, you know, be all right. And uh, put it in your show if you got a show too, like. It's not, uh, it's not like, um, it's not like this impossible thing. That's what we want to kind of come across. So glad it's been, uh, I'm glad you've been feeling that. And yeah, it's just more exposure, man. Just keep, uh, keep looking up stuff, reading stuff, trying stuff, get in that car, drive it around, you know, before you know it, you'll be off to the races. I mean, the, the Hogaroos are the perfect example of that. I want to point out again, cause I pointed out many times on the show, but like those guys went, from like hesitant to ever do it to number, I mean, they're 11. Yeah. They're number 11 most boosted on Fountain right now. Kicking ass. Year. So there you have it, you know? And by the way, they're not running their own node either. You don't have to run your own node to be the top 20 podcast on Fountain. Like, 
I, I always recommend running your own node, but it, you don't have to. It's not required. There's many ways to do this, and there's many different, you know, there's many different implementations. So uh, I really appreciate that call, man. That makes me super bullish on the future. Appreciate it. Uh, appreciate this next caller, too. Well, you know, the funny thing is, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't lose my shit at work very often. Um, it, it is, uh, it's a rare time when I do. Um, I can imagine. But I do that. have one time, the, the, the first time. Now, okay. There maybe there's, I guess there is times I do lose my shit at work, but uh, usually nobody hears me. But this time was, uh, yeah, in front of a customer. Uh, so we were doing a proof of concept out at this customer. Uh, I was out there for three weeks. Now, it was local, so I was, um, you know, I would at least go home every night, but we were there for, you know, I don't know, 12, 14 hours, and then it was about, you know, it's like an hour each direction to commute. So by about the end of the third week, I was in a meeting with several of my colleagues and, you know, somebody from the customer. And by the way, that guy was freaking hilarious because uh, he... Uh, he gave me the name Soundboy, which, uh, because he, of course he screwed up everybody's name, so he called me, uh, but he called me Soundboy, which Sound uh, I guess is, uh, appropriate given I am, uh, well, I'm sitting here playing, uh, playing songs while I'm doing my call. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, uh, lost my shit because <laughs> of either frustration or stupidity or something, uh, of the situation, probably a little of both. Um, I had to, uh, remove myself from the meeting. And a coworker had to calm me down a bit because, and it really was just the fact that I was tired. And, uh, yeah, when Phoneboy doesn't sleep and Phoneboy deals with massive amounts of stupidity and, and frustration, yeah, Phoneboy loses his shit. And, uh, you know, that's the way it goes. Uh, it's kind of like, I guess, what I'm doing, uh, you know, what I did with my own life. Uh, you know, uh, I got, I, I got uh, tired and fed up of the bullshit and, uh, yeah. Now uh, things are, uh, as I say, taking a step in the right direction. So, there you go. Um, well, you know. Anyway, uh, that's all. That's all I got to say about that. And uh, in the bowl, y'all. In the bowl. In the bowl. Oh yeah, popping and boffing around there, dancing in the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, you got to uh, talk him down. Boy. I don't know. Ford boy seems just so zen. It would be hard to make him lose his shit. So that guy's a real dick oh there's a plenty of stupidity to go around let me tell you it's true it's true none of them in the voicemails though oh no no at least the not so far incredible you never know what could happen in the bowl beautiful babies oh in the bowl. Bowl. uh the first time i ever lost my shit at work it was it was at my job i when i first started working my job i was working with a pal who i had known for a long time a young girl and at the time when I when I had my started my job, I was maybe like 24, and she was like young. She was like 19, 20 years old. Hmm. And uh, we kind of came up together because we were doing similar fields of stuff in the line of work. And uh, I just remember there was we worked together for years, you know. Mm-hmm. And she just she was a very pretty girl, but I was never attracted to her personally. And she was engaged anyway, so I was like, ah, yeah. I never had any physical attraction towards this girl ever. Mm-hmm. But she was used to getting her way all the time with the cuteness, and she yeah. was used to just like being spoiled because people wanted to like get in her pants all the time. Mm-hmm. And so she would do shit that would piss me off. I can't, I can't explain. I 
can't really remember what exactly, because this is kind of a long time ago now, but <laughs> she would, I don't know, she fucked something up and was, like, expecting me to clean up one of her messes. And uh, I remember man. I just got so fed up. I, <laughs> I walked into her office, and I told her, uh, hey, you know, I know that you, <laughs> I was like, I know that guys probably want, like, hit on you and get with you all the time. I don't give a shit. I don't think you're pretty. Oh, I didn't say that. I didn't say I don't Ooh. think you're pretty. I just said, I'm not trying, I'm not attracted to you. I'm not trying to get with you. What I'm trying to get you to do is your fucking job. So do your fucking job, and I'll do mine, is basically what I told her. Dude. And it ended up being kind of louder than I, <laughs> than I thought it would be. Uh-oh. And a couple of the other people in the office definitely heard me chew this girl out. But um, overall, it actually worked out in my benefit because she, uh, well, I didn't get fired, and she... She definitely didn't do that to me anymore after that. Nice. nice. So sometimes flipping out works, but you shouldn't do it, though, kids. Stay in school. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you got to establish boundaries with people, especially people who you live with or work with. Mm-hmm. Because the people you live with or work with, you have to get along regularly. You have to accomplish tasks together regularly. And so... You could love them very much. You could hate them very much. You could be fucking them. You could not be fucking them. You could never want to fuck them. All of these different, you know, layers of what the relational, you know, ways we draw lines between people. But if they're just, oh, they get on, on your every single time. It's tough to when they don't, you know, maybe they don't necessarily know. Or maybe like you're saying in this case, they get away with this shit from everybody. You know, they get away with it. To everybody, they can treat anybody like this. Nobody's ever told them no. And then it's like, it becomes tough. It becomes tough, because if you don't nip that shit early, then it's hard to do it calmly. Because there's this, like, it's not just one thing. It's interesting, because you said that you can't even remember, like, what exactly it was. But that's probably because it was, like, a series of things yeah. that kept piling <laughs> over up. Over. That maybe any single one of them, in and of itself, wasn't really egregious. But all together, they just represent this monstrosity of pattern of behavior that you just one day just fucking snap. And yeah, maybe, you know, permanent correction. So uh, I'm glad for the happy ending on that one. Sometimes the freakouts don't lead to a happy ending. But hey, in this case, you know, that's funny, too, that it's overheard because then people talk and then like somebody gets embarrassed and, you know, it kind of works in your favor. a little Yeah, bit. they don't fuck with you anymore. Yeah, they're like, wow, he's not... Uh, manipulatable in that way that dude takes no shit i thought i could hypnotize his dick but maybe not maybe not maybe we would try instead to hypnotize this next caller's dick <laughs> i figured i had to call in with uh since i had is my topic my kick uh yeah you're the one that suggested this, this is yeah, ned's uh, fault freaking out at work i'm in coffin i'm getting over this crap i got stuff in my lo- I actually lost it at work today uh oh yeah, it's a I, pattern uh, for you, Ned. Ned, you know, it's a Friday and Monday off, and I I work from home a little bit, but and I had uh, sent out an email to everybody that I, uh, you know, available to work from home. They could make requests, and but uh, yeah. Uh, anyways, I had uh, engineering uh, manager get into my shit a little bit today, and uh, I went uh, a little ballistic on him. So uh, yeah. Uh oh. Just, uh, yeah, I, you know, just telling them how it felt at home and, uh, how great it is to be sick and shit. It's and, tough when you're uh, sick, dude. I love that he was giving me shit about it. Uh, 
when this guy just got back from a two-week vacation. Oh, must be anyway, fucking nice. Um, must be the first time nice. I ever lost my shit. I started out working for my dad. Uh, he owned a uh, tool and die shop. Uh, when I first started working for him, I always like ran uh, blueprints because we uh, started out drawing, uh, doing drafting, automotive tooling, uh, drafting board pencils, and all that shit. Uh, which was great. I think I've talked about it before. Left-handed, yep. uh, and then my hand dragged over everything that I I also drew left-handed, yeah, and messed up uh, prints and drawings and everything. And then my dad used to yell at me for that a lot. But that wasn't why I uh, lost my shit. It was uh, he had this janky old fucking blueprint machine. Uh, the thing was always we always had people out to service it, and always had flipping issues. And uh, we had a huge job that I that had to be shipped, you know. So you had to ship all the prints, and they they wanted. I don't. I'm not exactly sure what the hell, why they wanted this back in the day. Maybe it was for posterity, or maybe it for uh, making more copies of it. But uh, they would always ask for uh, like two sets of blue lines and two sets of brown lines. So you'd have blueprints. And then a brown line is uh, like a sepia that's almost the same as a blueprint. And uh, you would run drawing through uh, the machine, uh, and then there was a roll of paper that was like the photo, photogenic paper that uh, would react uh, with the light, that intense light that was shined on it. And then uh, like liquid uh, ammonia was turned into gas. And that's what was used to develop it. So it was a real... Oh, it was a, it was a, real, uh, it was a real what? Yeah, I missed that break. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, yeah, it would develop with the ammonia. The yeah. ammonia was nasty. You'd be breathing that in kind of all day. You had uh, yeah. exhaust vents because otherwise you'd probably die. Uh, uh, one fun story is one time a kid that he hired, uh, he had brought ammonia from uh, the supply place that we used to have to go to, which my dad's office was way the hell out in Romeo, which was uh, uh, it's the the home of Kid Rock. Uh, and it's quite far out uh, from Detroit where, like, a lot of the the uh, automotive industry was. But uh, he had found a building for sheep out there. But anyways, the guy, the kid had brought back ammonia from the supply place that we would get uh, – Pencils and everything else from, uh, and my dad told him to go hook it up on the machine, and he took both tubes and jammed them down in the ammonia. Well, this is ultra-concentrated liquid ammonia that's, like, Oof. not like your stuff that you got underneath your sink. This is, like, pretty much close to pure as pure ammonia that you can possibly find. Um, it's great for cleaning your driveway because it'll turn it bright white. I bet. But, uh, Caustic as shit. It's pretty freaking nasty. Oof. And he turned the machine on and then left, which makes it... So it was stuck, sucking straight ammonia into the machine, like liquid ammonia, and then it was sizzling, and uh, oh, no. it uh, caused the entire eva evacuation of the building, and Hazmat had to come in and turn it off the machine. So, yeah, that was fun. But anyways, back to my dad and the print. I was running prints, like, most of the day for this big job that we had to get out, and uh, the machine kept screwing up, screwing up, screwing up, screwing up. Uh, and my dad kept yelling and yelling and yelling and yelled at me the time till I was finally like, okay, fuck this. And I fucking left, walked home. I walked home, uh, seven and a half miles. Uh, cause at that time I didn't have a car. 
so I was uh, riding with him. I was younger, uh, like 16. It was in the summer. Uh, so, yeah, I walked all the way home, uh, seven miles because of that fucking pest. Damn. So, anyways, in the bowl. In the bowl, sir. In the bowl. Wow. Seven miles home. Fuck that. Pure, uh, close to pure ammonia, man. Oh, my Lord. That's a nightmare. That is. That's <laughs> intense. I don't even know. I don't even know. That blows me away. Do uh, you remember the first time you ever lost your shit at work? Uh, yeah, I do. I was working at a daily newspaper, and there was a... Okay, so the city council was maybe going to vote on a home grow for medical weed, because uh, weed had been decriminalized in the city. And uh, one of the city councilors was like, we don't know enough about weed. I say we table it and have a uh, committee take a look at it. You know, the Substance Abuse Advisory Board or whatever they're called. So then I'm like, okay, I got another meeting to go to. And I go, <clears throat> bunch of people showed up to, you know, speak for or against the proposed homegrown measure. And I mean, it was all for. There were two people who spoke out against it, one of which was a prevention specialist. That's her claim job title. And she did this. She pulled up an empty chair next to her, and she was like, these are my friends. They can't be here tonight because they died, because they did drugs and they died. <laughs> and I'm the like, empty chair shit. lady, you're at the wrong meeting. This is about fucking weed, dude. Like, do some reading. Read a goddamn book. <laughs> Regardless, it was ridiculous. And then there was a youth pastor who was like, I'm just not sure what the effects of weed are. And I was like, dude, read a book. Again, you know, just do a little reading. We can so, teach you about the effects of weed, man. So uh, I get back easy. to the newsroom and I've got everything written out. And I've got this killer fucking lead. Like, some, I, <laughs> I have this shit pulled up. <laughs> oh my God, you were ready for this, weren't you? You've been thinking about this all week. Yeah. Uh, it goes, uh, the guy named Bill said, the marijuana debate isn't complicated. The 62-year-old would be dead if he hadn't used the plant illegally. He admitted to committing many felonies during the past month when he traded his prescription medication for marijuana, distilled it into an oil, and consumed copious amounts for three weeks. Quote, a month ago I had liver cancer, but today I don't. For three weeks I had clear MRIs. I can get the doctors to document it for you if you want. It's that simple. Wow. Fucking killer banger lead, okay? Didn't, ba didn't bury that lead at all. He floated it right on top, just like you're supposed to. That's how you're supposed to do. Yeah. And so I get, I just bang this out. I mean, I had it all recorded, too, so you back up all the quotes and yeah, everything. Sure. As I want to, cut, you know, CYA, cover your ass. Right. <clears throat> I hand it in to the supervising editor on duty. And, <laughs> okay, there's a lot of material on the guy's looks, but I'm not, I'm above that. I'm above that. <laughs> He starts just fucking typing. And I look at him and I said, what are you typing? You know, because everything's digital uh, in my newsroom days. And he's like, well, this is very slanted. I said, no shit, it was slanted. There are only two people there who were opposed it in both. What they said is mentioned in the article. I just gave you a killer lead, though. And he's like, no, no, no. We can't do that because, you know, we don't know if marijuana is medicine. I'm like, read the testimony. Read what just happened. I'm not talking about if weed is medicine here. I'm talking about what the people at this meeting said. Right. And I start losing my shit because obviously I have understood that 
marijuana is medicine for plenty of people. I've met people who are alive today because of weed. Yep. And so it is emotional for me. And I started getting pissed off. Like, he started pulling quotes out that opening. He pulled it out. He said, we can't back up what this guy said. I said, it doesn't matter. He said it. Yeah, and we, I'm public hearing. You don't got to back up the content of what he said. Right. You just back up that he said it. And he was, I mean, he stripped it the fuck down to like nothing. It was like, oh, there was a meeting about a home grow ordinance that could go to city council. 18 people were there. Three quarters of the people were approved of it. Like, he didn't even say only two people spoke out against it because he wanted to right. slant it. He wanted to slant it yep. the other way. Yep. And I got so fucking pissed, dude. I was like, I don't know who you think you are, but this is my article, and I am not letting you publish it if you turn it into this crap. I said, you can put your name on it and publish it then. This is bullshit, and I want you to call the editor-in-chief here right now. So he did. And the editor-in-chief showed up, and I go through my whole rigmarole, and he tells me the same fucking thing. He says, this is slanted. You're taking a stance on this. You're making the people who spoke out against home grow look like idiots. I said, I didn't have to make them look like idiots. They did look like idiots. And once again, I say, fine, don't run the article. I don't want my name on this crap that you guys are drafting up with stupid numbers and no context at all. I mean, it's like a robot wrote it. 18 people were at the meeting. Two of them spoke against this. And I'm just like, this is so stupid. And I got so mad, I called the editor-in-chief a cunt <laughs> to his face. <laughs> I was so fucking mad. This is 2012, 2013. I mean, cunt was not a word I had ever heard anyone else use in face-to-face -face context. <laughs> I was that mad. And, oh, my God. <laughs> they ran the article. <laughs> they didn't fucking edit it. <laughs> they ran and it. It's still well, there today. Yeah, wow. yeah. Good job. Yeah, actually, I I just pulled it up though, and like they did slip in a fucking. They pushed my lead down. God damn. But it. it's not like completely ruined. Like every everything I had is still in there. They just added something at the top, and then they said, and so I don't. They might have done this like. Not then, because I was pretty sure it was my fucking badass lead at the top. But yeah. it says this article has been updated. Oh, so Jesus! It looks like they waited till you graduated. Posthumously, they went in there and they added that lead because the lead now is most of the people who spoke during Thursday's meeting between the Board of Health and the Substance Abuse Advisory Commission supported expanding access to medical marijuana. <laughs> That's boring as hell. That's boring as hell. And that's, you know, what I yeah. mean. you're supposed to hook your reader. Yeah, the first line's supposed this to be... This is why school is a joke, people. Don't, you know, internships, all this shit. Total bullshit. And journalism's a fucking scam. Uh, best journalism school in the world where you experience this, right? Mm-hmm. Allegedly? Yeah. Well, it was a daily newspaper. City and school affiliated. <laughs> Which, by itself, oh, there's no conflict there. You yeah, know, no conflict of interest at all. Completely staffed by the Anyways, student body. That was the first time I lost my shit at work. I mean, it really takes a lot to push me over the edge, okay? But <laughs> when you just, it, like, bro. are ignoring me and treating me less than, like, my... I just felt so insulted. Yeah. My work felt so... I was insulted. Don't insult me. Yeah, Fuck that. Especially when your name's going on it, you know? Yeah, exactly. You can't put my name on shit I didn't write. No doubt. Ugh. Anyway. Well, that was an epic one, Thank man. Thank goodness that... I'm in the bowl. 
my uh, my story's going to be so lame in comparison. But nah, probably not. Maybe we got some other bowlers that got good ones. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. Guzman of the Midwest. Cheers. I thought this prompt this week was fantastic because I quite literally one time Uh-oh. lost my shit at work. Very nice. Uh, so this was a long time ago. I used to work there at a is. restaurant back in my high school days. This Mexican restaurant in my hometown. Uh, and one day I uh, went into work uh, feeling a little bit under the weather, you know, like a little bit upset stomach and such, but I was a hard worker, so I went in anyway, and that uh, turned out to be a mistake because oh, no. uh, shortly after I arrived and started uh, doing my duties, I sneezed <laughs> really hard, and uh, at the time I'd also been experiencing some uh, diuretic symptoms. Yikes. And I slightly shat myself. <laughs> so I, I literally lost my shit at work. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's the, uh, oh, no. And then, so <laughs> I had to, uh, come up with a reason to tell my boss I needed to go home. Oh, no. Uh, I don't remember exactly what I told him, but yeah, <laughs> I, I went home and, uh, he might have smelled between the I lines. I don't remember if I stayed home or if I, you know, cleaned up and went back. Uh, it's been too long, but yeah. That's how I lost my shit at work. Wow. Well played, sir. Man. Well played. I didn't even think of that angle. I didn't either. Two bowlers, <laughs> I really have love got, this. two bowlers have got the story. That's hilarious. Reminds me of our most popular F tie ever. Yeah. Shit was, in my pants. Which was uh, courtesy of uh, Sir Seat Sitter. First time I ever shit my pants. That's right. Yep. Sir Seat Shitter. Sir Seat Shitter. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fantastic. Thank you, Guzman. Yeah, that's a great one. It's a great one. Yeah, maybe your boss didn't oh, yeah. even need the story. He just saw the look <laughs> on your face and took a deep breath in and then thought, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, you could go home, dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Maybe this next caller's going home. Thanks to the screen, bowlers. Hey. I was out of, out of smoke for a few days, and I, I finally got some more. Oh, cool. You know. Thank goodness. But uh, the first time I ever topic tonight is the... Uh, the first time you ever lost your shit at work. Yes. Well, I'll tell you, the first time I really ever lost my shit at work would have been this guy I was pouring concrete with, and he was doing a lot of crank. Uh-oh. I didn't know it. I was a kid. I was like 18 years old. I didn't even do crack or crank. or I smoked pot by then, but this dude... Oh, shit, let me turn my fan off. But this dude would go through like $500 worth of meth a week. Oof. And uh, we were pouring concrete, which is already a hard job, stressful job. And he's going through a divorce. And I'm just a kid that he's paying cash instead of even paying regular, like, the proper way. And he'd always just be like, oh, fuck, I wish I had somebody that knew what he was doing. <laughs> I'm like, well, you know. You can't afford that. There's a solution to that. You have to pay him more and yeah. pay him right. And, <laughs> you know, I was just a kid that came to help. You know, I poured a little bit of concrete before, but not really on a, that scale. Anyway, it didn't end well. I told the guy just, how much do you fucking owe me? He's like... Maybe like 200 bucks. You can come fucking get it later. I'm like, you know what? You can shove it right up your fucking ass. Whoa. And then I get in my old car. It was like, it wasn't even that old at the time, but I got in there and I shut the door. I remember not wanting to slam my door on the car because not, you know, it's my car. I don't want to fuck my own shit up. Yeah. Because I'm mad at that guy. Good job. I close man. the door and the mirror falls off. It was a really hot, oh, abnormally oh, hot day it. in April up in Indiana. It was like already 90 degrees in April. Damn. But 
as soon as I closed the door, I did close it a little hard, but not. I I know I didn't slam it because I, I I could I was remarking on it as the mirror fell off the windshield. Like I can't believe that just happened because I didn't close the door that hard. Yeah. Damn. That was probably the first time I really lost my shit because I lost shit. I didn't get paid by the guy. I just I told him to shove it up his ass and I never took it from him. I wonder if he did. So uh, that was stupid. I should have taken the money. Ah well. Well, in the bowl. In the bowl. in the bowl. It's the principle of the thing. That's right. There's something karmic about telling somebody to shove the money they owe you up their ass. Like, fuck you. How about you owe me forever till you're dead, you dick? Yeah. There's some kind of karmic, like, curse. True. Involved with that. And 200 bucks, I mean, you probably would have blown it by now anyway. You think about it like that. Yeah. Especially in this economy. (laughs) No doubt, (laughs) man. Groceries and tank of gas. We're done. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, dude. I've, I've seen the... Super hot weather that ruins the rear view uh, mirror in your car. That's too bad. That's kind of funny though. You like shut the door like <laughs> a little bit falls. huffy, but not slam, and then the mirror falls off. Like ah, yeah, yeah, damn it. The frustration manifests itself. Yep. Ugh. Yep. 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 What about uh, you? When was the first time you lost your shit at work? Oh man, you know, there's been times where I got like upset at work, but. Like, I told the story of when I quit like a boss. Yeah. Because I was being lumped into a little gang that I wasn't a part of, and everybody was being group punished for something that a few jack-offs did. And so I just walked out and threw my shirt at the lady. But that, I wasn't really losing my shit. I was kind of like mortal high-grounding, you know? I was like walking out of there on my own terms, and I didn't like lose my temper or anything. I was just kind of like, yeah, fuck you, you know? Yeah. When I lost my shit, I, I'm pretty sure I've only done it really one time where I've just like absolutely snapped, saw red, like <laughs> flown into a blind rage <laughs> at work. And this was at a job I didn't have long in a place that I liked, but a job that I hated, which is when I worked at the bowling alley for a brief time. Oh, I forgot about that. Uh, I worked at the bowling alley in Columbia, <laughs> but I was I a lane attendant? No. Was I a mechanic? No. I was the attendant at the snack bar at the bowling alley. Yeah. Which, for any grown-ass adult human being, is got to be one of the worst fucking jobs available on the job market. You are serving... So there was a flat grill uh, with burgers, and then there was like a flame broil grill for like hot dogs and such. There was a deep fryer... For things like uh, French fries and chicken titties and... Uh... Fried pickles. Did you have fried pickles? I think we did have fried pickles, actually. Mm. Uh, all of this kind of stuff, you know. The usual snack bar fare. There was a popcorn popper. There was a, I don't know, nacho cheese squeezer. <laughs> all the things that you come to expect from your friendly neighborhood bowling alley, right? The snack bar. All of it... Not so reasonably priced. Oh, yes, there was also, like, a turbo chef. You know, those, like, ovens that just go... When they, like, cook shit too fast. Oh, yeah. And you put, like, a chunk of... You put, like, a small personal pizza in there or something like that. Mm-hmm. All right, so there's all this shit. And you're working in... Um, you're working in food service, okay? But you're the only person for the whole thing. So you're taking orders. You're making orders. And you're cleaning as you go. You're doing the food prep. You literally everything that there is to do at the snack bar, aside from serving beer, because there was a bar, but it was over there, right? Uh huh. The bar was like, um, 
I'm in like the middle of the alley and the bar is all the way on the other end of the alley. So, you know, nothing to do with me. So I can do everything. And this is sort of a situation kind of like Lavish was talking about where I really can't even remember what it was that <laughs> set me off. I do. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Well, you got to jog my memory. Someone complained about the prices. Yeah, okay. And it was a it, consistent theme. Like, people did it all the time, and you were like, as if I control this shit. I was something like that. But So this is it. This is, by the time I, like, snapped, it was actually closing. So <laughs> I remember being mad about that, and that was, like, part of what started my bad mood. But it just, like, got up and bad and bad. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that the reason was just, like, closing was taking twice as long this particular night as it ever did or should have. And the reason being, it was a league night, and then people come up and order, and they order again. Um, and I think the cards weren't working right either, so Ooh. it was taking extra long to ring the orders. And so then people were getting irritated that their other food wasn't ready. Um, and just like everything, I was just getting my ass kicked left and right, you know? Yeah. And then people are coming and complaining about the price of a hot dog and the price <laughs> of a personal pan pizza, and they're like, these just fucking... Some of the fattest, ugliest, meanest people you've ever seen in your life saying, I can go to the other side of the uh, parking lot at the gas station and I can get a hot dog for $1.79. I'm like, why don't you then? If you know that you can, then do it. Do you think I made that fucking sign? Do you think I printed these menus? Do you think that I have some kind of a special manager access code to change the price when I punch it in for your ungrateful ass? No. No. I just have to take your order, swipe your fucking card, punch it in, and then I have to fucking cook it for you. And then you're going to eat it. So be careful, bitch. And oh my God, dude, by the time we were closing, I was so fucking angry. And it might have been something stupid. Like, I might have dropped something. Or I might have... I don't know. It was just the 30th thing that had gone wrong in the night. 33rd. 33rd thing. <laughs> and I picked up this fucking... You know how all these... Uh, when you work in food service, all the ingredients are, like, separated out in these little plastic square things. All those little containers. They, you drop them into the line, you know? And yeah. then at the end of the night, you, like, put them all back in the fridge or whatever the fuck... So it was a plastic uh, partition thing that just had, like, pepperonis in it. And I threw that fucking thing as hard as I could against the back wall. And then I picked up the, um, there's like a, I don't know, like some kind of a drip tray thing that lifts out that you got to clean at the end of the night, too. Like, right in front of the grill where you can, like, rest shit or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. And I picked that thing up and I just... <laughs> bashed the fucking shit out of the plastic square i just bashed and i bashed the wall and i just had about oh, no. f about a full minute of physical rage back there <laughs> and then i just stopped and i kind of like looked around at what i had done uh where there was no camera and uh there was nobody there i think there was one other guy there but he was like the mechanic so he was way in the back you know there was no way he could hear see or do anything you know I was by myself, and I had wrecked. Uh, this plastic thing was done for, for sure. I had to throw it out, and those pepperonis were done for. And I was like, yeah, I don't think this job is good for me, man. And I brought my two weeks in the next day, and they were so surprised, like it was out of nowhere. And it was like, I just don't think it's working out. 
<laughs> that's pretty much the first and uh as far as i know really the only time i could say i've like fully lost my shit at work <laughs> yeah but i fully lost my shit i remember picking you up that night it was gone it, it was gone and totally snapped you were already out in the parking lot and you were like <laughs> i'm pretty sure you were kicking one of those cartons <laughs> from the gas station like you're just kicking it and i was like oh boy and you get in the car and you just, just we laughed about it though you know you were like over it and the release was out so we were cracking up about it God, dude. but you were like i'm fucking done i was like i can't keep doing that yeah. because if, no, if it's gonna make too. me that person that's not where i want to go <laughs> no that's not where i want to go especially it's like dude yeah yeah that happens one time and you're like "Mm, nah that this can't please don't put me back there Nah, i can't keep doing that yeah i've only because somebody's gonna see that one day or something you know like something something like you'll get more significance gonna break or you know something some even worse is gonna happen i'm like dude this is too much yeah so uh nah no snack bars for this dude no more (laughs) keep me away from the fucking (laughs) snack no squeeze cheese for you. Allahu snack bar, dude. That's what it turned into. Uh, I wonder if this uh, next caller has ever destroyed a snack bar with his bare hands. Oh, man. The first time that I lost my shiznit at work. We're going to go literal here. Oh, nice. Uh, the trifecta. It's kind of like uh, those, those stories uh, of losing your shiznit while running. Because I know Funboy shared that with a porta potty story. And I shared it while I was running down the road. And shat down my leg and whatnot yeah. and into a bush and whatever. But anyway, so uh I was at work and or no, I take it back. So I was like my my schedule kinda of constantly changes in the old job that I had. And uh so I guess like just eat, eating and going number two, that schedule always just kinda of vary sort of deal. Because, uh, yeah, it was like the hours just kinda of change week to week and whatnot. So anyway I get to I get to work, then also it's like oh man I gotta hot hell it to the bathroom night like now and it's kind of like that like Perry dog in it this Christmas <laughs> by the way obviously <laughs> thank uh, you but check time anyway but yeah so I was like like high tailing it to the bathroom because I was like kind of like Perry kind of like Perry dog in it also when I pull up to work and just trying to get there and and it was uh not a solid uh solid time if you might say so i get there and uh clean out the drawers and uh and and whatnot and and do the business and then i gotta go back to the office the office unfortunately was kind of like closed quarters and we kind of like have an exchange of shifts and whatnot (laughs) so unfortunately like i'm trying to kind of do my best i think i like maybe had i can't remember i might have like some clone or something i try to kind of like you know mass of smell but i remember i had to go back to the office and exchange info or had to go to the office and then like exchange info for the the pm shift and get that stuff from am guys and oh no so I'm, like <laughs> do my best to like stay away from being right next to somebody in like a small couple foot by couple foot office sort of deal so, <laughs> oh. don't breathe anyway, aggressively i'm just gonna hang up now and go to the next uh, one. Oh, okay here's the next one but yeah anyway chris your battles again so uh <laughs> i should actually plan these out before i call but that's not what I do. No. So anyway, yeah. So I remember just being like in the office, like real close quarters, like being very self-conscious and like I try to clean up everything as much as possible. But, you know, like I'm sure there's the smell of shiznit is shiznit. So, you know, <laughs> that's what it be. So I'm just trying to like not 
be close or whatever, you know, like, and whatnot. So we're just trying to get done with the transition from AM to PM as far as stuff that was going on that night and whatnot. And I think I was working by myself. I don't, I don't remember because it's been, been years ago, but, uh, yeah, I just remember like, oh, this is not good. And, uh, I want to say ever since then, like, I got, I got, like, I have like a little, uh, Anyway, I've always had like an extra pair of drawers, whether it's in the car or in a backpack or something like yeah, that. Yeah, a backup to and a backup. Like, now I pretty much always just have a backpack with me that's got just my stuff in it, you know, tools and whatever. Uh, but I got a little uh, compression sack that has like an extra shirt and underwear and shorts that I just leave with me all the time just in case like, oh, hey, stay overnight or whatever. But yeah, that underwear, definitely uh, just have that in there just because you never know what's going to happen. That's I, right. Spicy, I put hot sauce on everything I eat, and I drink a lot of coffee. So oh, the coffee oh, yeah, yeah. will sneak up on you, dude. Unnatural just calls. So, anyway, all right. Well, we're, we're going to leave it at that. Can't have ever got, like, super angry or nothing like that, or I just really lost it as far as that goes at work. So, I, I love you guys in the bowl. Love you, Christopher Battles. And whatnot. So, adios. Stay dangerous. Oh, we stay dangerous. Especially when you drive me off the side of the road in my dreams, bro. <laughs> to my to our inevitable death. Christopher Battles, the one and only. Yes, uh, C-Dubs is a huge advocate of the emergency clothes kit. Gotta have the emergency yeah, clothes. Yeah, emergency clothes. And we you, get... you never know until you find out. That's right. I was gonna say, when you have tiny children, everyone gets emergency clothes. That's, that's definitely I have to true. bring a backpack everywhere I go. Gotta bring it. This next caller brought it. Hey, what's up, guys? This is uh, Rickamania. Rickamania! Uh, and I'm uh, just... I wanted to answer a nice question, but I just think I'm going to be too angry. I kind of want to get my thoughts together first. Okay. Because uh, someone did something to really piss me off, and I don't want... So I don't want to answer... I want to answer uh, last week's uh, question, okay. which was... Uh, what your about the first sex toy you ever found? Yeah, yeah. And uh, my mom oh, and uh, we were at the grocery store, and uh, I was in the sixth grade, so I was very bored of going to the grocery store. Didn't think I needed a parent to be with me anymore because I was in sixth grade. I'm practically a, an adult, right? Right. Uh, so. I go, uh, I I had her, I was staying in the car for a while, then I got bored and I wanted to check out this uh, neat looking store that was in the same uh, stripping mall as the grocery store, and uh, it was a head shop, and uh, I went in there, just had a look around, a lot of interesting Beatles merch, some statues, I didn't understand uh what they're for they were bongs but uh <laughs> living in the uh christian home that i grew up in had no idea what they were sure uh and a lot of statues of naked women posters of naked women oh man and i had no idea why and why you own that own something like that yeah. but but uh i know well although although it's kind of starting to understand a little more at that age. Yeah. Um, and, um, uh, there, uh, yeah, I guess that's, that's the story. Uh, this, 
a lot of statues. Then I guess the first sex story I saw wasn't a dildo or anything super exciting, but uh, that's that's the story. There you have it. Brinkomania laying it down. The statues at the head shop. Kind of reminds me of uh, the scene we got right here behind the curtain. You yeah. Know? This is uh, it's where the statues come to live. The cribbage board. Cribbage a board. A knobby cribbage board. With some titties. Uh, yeah. Yeah, why would you uh, Why would you have uh, naked ladies around? Oh, I don't, I don't know. You just like to keep me around. <laughs> exactly. Don't you want to see me naked? Uh, maybe you want to see this next caller naked. What do you think? Probably. One time I was at a theater at the theme park. And this is a whole six months of just me freaking out all the time. <laughs> trying not to do it anymore. I'd rather be loud and boisterous and having a good time. Typically, I find myself getting more and more quiet the matter and matter I get. Actually, I have a funny story from last week, too. But uh, oh. this guy up in the spot tower, he's probably, I don't know, 30, 40 feet up in the air. He's like, hey. Do you want a candy bar? He calls down to me. I'm like, yeah, I can go. I can go with the candy bar. Sure. And then I say, I know this candy bar comes flying out of the air and it lands in the seats. Uh oh. I freaked out. I asked him what the fuck was wrong with him. Why would you do that? Don't ever do that again. And then I had to get to talking to from my supervisors because I was out of line. <laughs> Damn. Uh, how dare you throw a candy bar at me, I had, a, bar, I had a really good, uh, I guess, dad stare moment last week. Oh? I was uh, on the phone uh, with getting some results back from a Keeper about uh, our cat, and I was a little late getting into work, and I apologized to everybody there when I got in, and I said, you know, on the phone, I'm dealing with a sick cat, and uh, this individual whips around, and he's like, I hope your cat dies. What the <gasps> fuck? Uh, and then he, I guess because I stared at him so intently, I think he realized immediately that he had just fucked up. Uh, yeah. And could maybe die himself. Telling, uh, and we were we've been chatting about this on and off in the green room, but I was telling Dad about this the other, uh, yesterday or the day before. Told him about the experience. He was like, oh, yeah, he's going to wish that your cat died? Why don't you get him to wish you a million dollars next? I was like, damn, son. That was pretty good. But, uh, <laughs> Zwing! Turns out he got his wish. He passed away on Sunday. Oh damn. Uh, so that's why we had to wrap so, so soon on that uh, Sunday episode. Gotcha. Sorry to but, hear that, um, man. Yeah, I'm trying not to, try not to freak out. You know, it doesn't look good, yeah. unless they really deserve it. I freaked out on this one dude that kept bitching about his not being able to go to Canada because of his three DUIs. And my grandmother was beheaded in a drunk driving accident. And he oh. finally complained about it the last time on calm during a show. And I stormed backstage immediately. It was like, hey, let's go have a fucking conversation real quick. And uh, I unloaded on him. Like, fuck you. Fuck everything that you're about. You're, you're just... Anyways. Uh, have a good rest of your show. In the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl, boobs. In the bowl, We boobs. love you. Yeah, much love, man. Sorry about the kitty. Oh, man. Ah, oh, fuck that guy. That makes me mad, too. Yeah. People what a... say the stupidest shit. Yeah, they just fly off at the mouth, you know, without really thinking. Yeah, the lack of thinking is what gets me. I try to freak out when no one's around, mostly. <laughs> well, when you said something to the effect of you could didn't really freak out much, I thought of a time that was a bit more recent, not at work. 
you know, sometimes you just get pushed over the That's edge, the only you know? time I'd ever seen you freak out. Carry a lot of hilarious. weight. Carry a lot of weight on your shoulders, you know? It gets heavy after a while, yeah, you know? It, it does. It sure does. Fellow says it gets heavy after a while. Shoot, man, that was a great F-tie, and people try to bring it back to the poop your pants now thing. Now, I am kind of surprised no one talked about... What's up with about... the bowlers and the poop in their pants, but they really are into that. Yeah, because I was thinking, and I think NetNet said this in the chat, too, I was surprised no one talked about losing their shit at work, like, their shit, like, their weed, or, like, their drugs, oh, like, their losing their shit. shit. Oh, lost my oh, shit. Oh, lost the shit. Where's my shit? Where's the shit? See, the, the losing your shit, literal, st- it, I don't know if it counts, because, like, it's not like you knew where the shit was the whole time, you know. Yeah, pretty obvious. And your pants. <laughs> yes, that's where it was. That's but where you it was. couldn't hold it, so you lost. It. I'm looking for. Just come up with one off the top of your head. Be creative. Have list because I like to kind of get them going and mark them down. You know, yeah. They kinda and I know there's some that are waiting. And uh, some people have suggested some of these, but you know, you know me, I got all these pages all around and like. For some reason, none of them are the F-type page. I don't know what you think. What do you think? <laughs> what if you didn't just lose your shit? You lost your whole ass. Ugh. Says cold acid. Oh, my God. Then he would just be cold id. <laughs> well played. Yes, if cold acid <laughs> lost his ass, he would just be cold id. That's a, that's a brilliant observation. Brilliant observation. Have we ever done, like, first time I ever went to the movies? I think we did. Yeah, probably. I think we did, because I talked about, well, kind of. Yeah, I can't remember the context of that story. But, like, I'm I'm thinking about the first time I ever went to the movies, and I have told the story. And (laughs) I think that we've had something similar enough. Maybe that was the first time I ever fell in love with a movie. Well, first time I ever fell on my ass. First time I ever fell on my ass. The bowlers like butts and talking about butts. That's true. So. You guys are into the butt thing. You even make non-butt topics about butts. So first time I ever fell on my ass. That's a great one for next week. And uh, now that we've got that figured out. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Yeah, let's go bowling. Woo! So a flamingo that escaped a Wichita Zoo in 2005 was spotted in Texas. That's right. Two flamingos escaped during a storm 17 years ago. They hadn't had their wings clipped, so it wasn't hard for them to get out. And uh, I guess their dad wasn't around to put its foot down. Oh, no. You know, and keep them in there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is an African flamingo uh, known as number 492, thanks to its leg band, which was captured and uh, able to be zoomed in on on video, which I thought was pretty impressive. Uh, it's been spotted in Wisconsin, Louisiana, and Texas several times, sometimes Damn. with other wild flamingos. It's getting around. But yeah, there was no update on its buddy that it escaped with. They were part of a batch of 40 flamingos born in Africa that shipped to Kansas in 2004. So, only made it a year at that zoo before getting out. Getting the hell out of Dodge. and Or Wichita, in this case. And, uh... They don't have a plan to recapture it because apparently there's no easy way to do that without disturbing other wildlife. Hmm. So that flamingo is going to flamingo stay. Guess so. <laughs> God. Yeah, he's going to flamingle <laughs> with his <laughs> friends. Oh my God. They speak his flamingo. Oh my God. <laughs> You're killing me. <laughs> 
feels like. It feels so good. Yeah, maybe on Fridays they play Flabingo. All right. All right. Okay, all right. Holy all right. The important thing is the Flamingo didn't require any medical treatment, so. Oh, oh my- <laughs> I'm here all day. I'm here all so night. So good. Oh, shit, yes. <laughs> okay, I'm the- going to stop. I'm going to stop. But I, my next story is about the color pink also. She is stoned. Yeah, probably. An Ohio man found an extremely rare grasshopper in Texas. It's pink! You ever seen a pink grasshopper before? No, I can't say I have. Me neither. But yeah, he's uh, working as an environmental inspector on oil and gas pipelines temporarily. And uh, his job was rained out, so he decided to take a nature hike and... Mm-hmm. Saw this pink grasshopper, took a picture of it, and was like, eh, that's pretty weird. He thought it would make really good fishing bait, but he didn't have his fishing pole with him. So he went back to his uh, hotel room and started looking on the interwebs about pink grasshoppers. And lo and behold, it's pretty freaking rare. So he was like, shit, I should have grabbed it, you know, before it gets eaten. Because obviously it stands out if it's pink. Yeah. So he went back there. And after 10 minutes of looking, was able to find it. Nice. Yeah, it had only moved four feet away from where he first spotted it. Gotta wonder. Yeah. So now he's keeping it as a pet until he can find the right place to donate it to. And he named it Pinky. Oh, that's original. Mm-hmm. Why do you think he came up with the name Pinky, you suppose? Same reason why I named the blue water pipe blue. <laughs> I get you. Or why that chicken is called poopy butt. (laughs) A Michigan woman couldn't believe her eyes when she uh, woke up and saw a kangaroo in her driveway. Yeah, wow. It's a good thing that everything has cameras on it, so she could capture it with her phone and know that she wasn't dreaming. There was a kangaroo in her driveway. You get a gutter ball uh, for not believing your eyes. Oh, yeah, good point. Well, turns out his name is Douglas, and he belongs to a guy who owns exotic pets, because all you need in Michigan is a little license. Yeah, that makes sense. And now she's trying to convince her husband to let her get a pet kangaroo. Oh, I want a kangaroo, daddy. Mm, Yeah. Why can't I have a kangaroo? But no one wants to fight a roo, so. (laughs) No doubt. Mm. You gotta go for the balls. Go for his balls, mate. (laughs) Uh, Over the pond... The UK shark house is now uh, protected status. It's uh, this house. <laughs> okay. And it's got a 25-foot-tall shark crashing through its roof uh, in rural Oxford. The shark was built in 1986 by a man who uh, had heard some planes fly over his house, only to find out the next day that... They bombed Tripoli in retaliation for Libyan sponsorship of terrorist attacks. So he put the shark up there. He was an artist or a sculptor, you know, and he made the shark to be like an anti-war, anti-nuke protest. Nukes make me puke. (laughs) Yeah, well... So the Oxford City Council designated it a heritage site, uh, and they said that it makes a special contribution to the community. But this man's son isn't happy about it. Uh, The man who built it died in 2019, so he didn't live to see this day. 
Um, but his son said that when his dad put that shark on the roof, local officials were not happy about it. And uh, he did it without their approval because he didn't think they should have the right to decide what art people can make or see. And for years, the council tried to remove it. So his son, who's a quantum chemist, said, using the planning apparatus to preserve a historical symbol of planning law defiance is absurd on the face of it. True. He's totally right. Yeah. What a bunch of hypocrites. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, you know, governments. It's always a bunch of guy dies, right? And then they're like, ah, but the tourist revenue. Yeah, exactly. Precisely. So uh, I guess there was an urban myth that the shark head came in to the house and was above the toilet. But sadly, the son debunked that. Debunked. Yeah. It's just a shark on the outside. Shark body. Mm. <laughs> an Alabama high school donated an MGM-52 Lance missile and a red, white, and blue M-752 launcher to a veterans museum this past week. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Allegedly, they were deactivated at the end of the Cold War. Um, but they were donated to the Athens, Alabama High School ROTC program in the 1970s. And now uh, that building is a middle school. And so they just, I guess we're sick of it. Take a look at it. Done Said, hey, it. this would be better at the Veterans Museum. Yeah, get it out of here. Yeah, get your war machines out of here. <laughs> this is school. This is where the leftists rule. No, I don't know. There's no fighting Maybe. in here, gentlemen. This is the war room. <laughs> Perfect. Oh, this next story was so fun, I got a clip. Oh, my goodness. That is so ignorant. Crazy, ignorant, stupid. The mayhem after a dispute over a declined debit card at this Amico station on Detroit's east side. Uh -oh. We're going to do the Macarena. The customer in the colorful hoodie decided to leave his mark, literally using a snack rack as a urinal. But wait, now the crew helps themselves to some free snacks, even the soiled ones on the ground. It's in the bathroom. Don't f*** on my chips. Now I can't buy chips for two weeks. Y'all should be very ashamed of yourself. I wouldn't even come outside, show my face. It wasn't just his face he showed on the way out before finally leaving, pants down again. This time, a full moon for the clerk. They let you let slide with five cents, ten cents, you know what I mean? A police report has been filed, and even worse, this video, it's everywhere. Uh -oh. You wanted to be famous? Now you're famous. Detroit police tell me they have identified the guy you saw in the video relieving himself. They're asking that he turn himself in. Even if he doesn't, they'll find him. <laughs> wow, hey. the mad pisser. The mad pisser. But they'd be doing the Macarena. We're going to do the Macarena. Oh, man, yeah. Damn, there's the Macarena. Right it's there. like a worldwide hip-hop <laughs> news. World star. World star. <laughs> oh, my God. <sighs> yeah, I know. And I was thinking, man, I bet stuff like that happens here in Kansas City all the time. C -Dub so slow said, news day. C Dub said, "I live in Fri I lived in Frisco. <laughs> this happens every day." Yeah, man. Poop maps. Where's all the stories about the poop on the street? Upset people. They piss everywhere. Don't upset people. They piss everywhere. What are you gonna do? I don't know. Pee isn't all that like offensive or to me. Yeah, I wouldn't grab the sticky chips. That's for sure. But no doubt. <laughs> he peed and then he mooned him. Ooh, so scary. Whoa. And he said he was going to do the Macarena. That's the most <laughs> offensive part. When he says whatever he says about the Macarena. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> but I don't know. It's so goofy. You know, talk about people losing their shit. Yeah. Just a stupid thing. His card yeah. declined and he just freaked out. I think he lost his piss more like. Yeah. Yeah. His friend pulled his dick out too in the video. <laughs> just standing there. And it looked like, I mean, it's all blurred out so I can't tell, but it kind of looked like he was just swinging it around a little bit. <laughs> oh, God, it's a dick too. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, oh, well. Oh, goodness This gracious. next person didn't have a dick. It was a, uh, a Michigan basketball player. It's a girl, and she's blind. And she made a shot in front of 2,500 fans. Wow. Yeah, that's right. Kick ass. Yeah. The, the gym went silent for her so that she could hear a lady tapping on the <laughs> basket with a stick so she knew where to aim the shot. Ah, okay. But she did make it. Nice. Um, but I was like, how do you play on a basketball team when you're blind? You know? I was really curious. I just feel like that would be kind of a handicap in some ways, you know? <laughs> Literally. Figuratively. Well, well you gotta just play man-to-man. Turns out, it's a unified basketball team with students that have disabilities and regular students. Non-disabled. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So, uh, just for funsies. Gotcha. Maybe. Or maybe they just tap her in in moments like that. Where they can get every... Because how often can you get a whole gymnasium of thousands of people silent? Reminds me of, like, Selkie in My Hero. He's like... He's, like, doing the clicks. Oh, yeah, the echolocation. Yep. Yeah, Yeah, just like that. But it was cool. (coughs) Cool to watch. Don't squeak your tennis shoes. You'll give away your position. (laughs) Uh, Researchers think that they've found a Massachusetts whaling ship that sank near the mouth of the Mississippi River... 190 years ago. Wow, some good rolls tonight. Mm, yeah. Except for that lady that didn't believe her eyes. Yeah, Damn it. Yeah, well, she really messed one up, but... This is the only known whaler to go down in the Gulf of Mexico. And its name was Industry. And it was 65 feet long. And mm. uh, it went down during a storm in 1836. It had a crew of about 15 people, and they were rescued by another whaling ship, luckily. So, <coughs> this isn't like that ship that was found up in Alaska where it's, like, intact perfectly. Yeah. It's just kind of bits and pieces. You can see kind of an outline of the ship. And there's an anchor that's intact and, um, like, an oil rendering stove Okay, for the whale blubber. Sure. It's pretty cool. But what's not cool is when police get called, ever, but especially when it's for skeletal remains that turn up. Oh, no. Yeah. Yo, you gotta stop calling the cops, dude. You're acting like a little child, okay? Yeah, just ignore the body. Especially because it was a plastic prop skeleton. Oh my god, no. You get another one. A plastic Yeah. Don't worry, though. It was removed and given a proper burial in the trash. (laughs) Well, that's a relief. Yes. And finally, this woman should be relieved, but instead she's complaining about it. Oh, no. She keeps getting shoes in the mail. Okay. That she's not ordering. And she calls them tacky, but I am just, (laughs) wow, if these shoes showed up at my house, I would hope they were my size. I mean, we're talking platform combat boots. We're talking fucking leather, pleather, shiny stilettos, pleasers, white go-go boots. Damn. Just amazing. And this bitch says, oh, I wish they were a size 11 Birkenstocks. What? That is so fucking lame. Birkenstocks. I was like, embrace 
the tacky, embrace the fun, embrace the adorable. Like, they're awesome shoes. So why are they showing up at her house? Because people are buying them off of Amazon and trying to return them to a Chinese vendor. And they have their return headquarters listed as Simone Elm Street, Chicago, which obviously is not an address. Right. So then the post office tries to correct it, finds this lady whose last name is Simone and lives in Oak Park and (laughs) sends them to her. Oh my goodness. And she's frustrated. And I'm like, lady, you've Open got up inventory. A shoe store, dude. Exactly. Yeah. You've got free inventory. Flip them. Yeah. No Shit. Doubt. You get 10 bucks for your inconvenience. That's 10 bucks you didn't have. I know. Like, that seems like a no brainer, too. Yeah. Start stacking some sats, you know? Shoes for sats. Shoes for sats. Or send them to me because, man, they're cute. That's some good shoes, huh? Oh, yeah, you know, platform Mary Jane. That's what you need is a few more pairs of shoes. Chains. Especially ridiculous ones. Yeah, of course, the pleasers, yeah. Well, we aim to please here in the bowl. Thanks for hanging around and helping us pack another one on a Tuesday night. All right. Another bowl in the books. That's right. Another bowl saved or created. What can we say? Join us tomorrow night on Abs and a Six Pack, of course. We'll be doing Dreams Part 2. And uh, also Friday night, Bowls of Buds. Justin from Wrong Kind of Podcast will be there. It'll be a great time. And of course, every dang Tuesday that you know we're here about, we're right here on the No Agenda stream right after DH Unplugged. Starting right around 9 uh, p.m. Central. And uh, through all of that madness and none of the sadness, I'll be Sir Spencer, Wolf Kansas City. I'll be Dame DeLorean. Until next time, may your bowls burn ever brighter. Bowl after bowl till he's sick. Smoke weed every day. It is on, folks. It is on. It is on. Here we go. I guess, is that a correct statement? Yes. Stay stoned. It's just me and my ganja. Fight you. Don't tell him we're high. Listen, we may be a little high, 